Coco Talk is an unscripted live broadcast. Anything can and will happen. The views and opinions expressed by members of the panel and the live audience are their own and not necessarily those of the Coco Talk show, its sponsors, affiliates, or subsidiaries. Open minds encourage, sense of humor recommended. If any off color comments were made, we're sorry. Hi, this is Dale Weir, designer of TRS 80 Color Baseball, and you're listening to Coco Talk. talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. It's time to drop your socks and grab your real-time clocks and let's rock. Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the Tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. Welcome to Coco Talk episode 137. We've got an update from Ron Delvo. We've got new VCC versions coming out. We've got new hardware, software. Uh, we've got a panel of luminaries, as we as we said before. Uh, and why don't we go around the panel? I believe we have a special guest as well. Ron. Uh, tell us what you're up to and what do you have planned to show us and when would you like to show it? Oh, I can't, we can't hear you, Ron. All right. So let's all is to uh, have everybody else go ahead and do their thing. And then, uh, We'll run my uh, Ron's garage uh, opening okay. thing, and then why don't we go around? Wham! There, Rob. Okay, go now I it. now I picked a video at random uh, from Stevie that said Ron's garage, so it could be literally anything that's happened in your garage recently. But we'll find Definitely. out. <laughs> okay, can't be too embarrassing. <laughs> I, hope not. I hope not. Well, no. uh, let's go into the car. There's always there's always a roving reporter uh, here at Coco Talk. Terry St- Stiggy Steggy. Hey guys, how's it going, everybody? I believe Terry, you're on your way uh, somewhere very interesting. What are you What are you doing out there? Yeah, I'm I'm actually on a vintage computer run uh, into Nebraska. So wish me luck. They'll run, and one of them I'm pretty excited about. It unfortunately it's not a Tandy, but it's a CPM Commodore CPM, so uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But there is a Tandy uh, one thousand. Uh, what is it? The RLX also down here. So I'm going to try for both of them. 
Well, it's interesting you brought up Commodore because today is the World of Commodore conference up in uh, Toronto, I believe, and Jim Brain is out it there. Is. Oh yeah, and it is. Um, I heard that. And uh, if he do, if he doesn't get a chance to call in this week, hopefully he can give give us an update next week on that. But maybe later in the show we can talk about our um, memories of Commodore and how uh, you know Coco kind of fit into the whole picture back in the day. Uh, speaking of 6502-based computers, we have an expert in 6502, a man who knows his way around an Apple, Mr. Mark D. Overholzer. Thank you, thank you. I also know my way around the Commodore, too. We've had one since 1986. Oh, there you go. Well, you would be very appropriate for Commodore talk later in the show. Yes, I will be. Anything else you've got going on, uh, Mark, that we should know about? Uh, not at the moment. Lots of irons in the fire, but nothing uh, to announce. But uh, but I'm here. Okay, continuing around uh, here back to clockwise. Jason Reichert, Australian na- product namer and present <laughs> and hardware creator of things with switches. And some of them even have two switches. <laughs> That's right. How many switches, but how much would you pay now <laughs> for all those Don't answer switches? yet. And uh, for only an additional cost of a second item, we'll send you a second item. <laughs> As seen on TV. Two for the price of two. What's up, Jason? You're usually in the car, and you're, you're back at the home office today. I'm in the home That's office today, yes. Yeah. Uh, doing, uh, doing some rearranging the home office. Got a... A bookshelf over back that way. Uh, I'm working on getting my cocoa stuff on it and having everything uh, everything uh, organized here and organizing my uh, workspace, and then uh, get my nose back to the grindstone and get some uh, get some things out of here that uh, that need to be shipped out and that kind of thing. But uh, don't forget to uh, store your ukulele and uh, behind your car tire. Oh yes, right behind uh, you know what your I, rear tire. I, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Behind the rear tire. And then back out. Okay. I'll, don't back out. But um, actually, anybody anybody who got a Joey, I'll go ahead and, uh, and bring this up. You know, this is kind of an update here. I don't know how okay. well you're going to be able to see this on camera, but uh, we're going to have a little bit of a labeling update to the Joey. Uh, anyone who has oh. already received their Joey will be receiving a labeling update here. See, this is – I still haven't got this right holding this camera. We're going to have a left-right sticker on the front ports, uh, make mm-hmm. things a little little easier, and then on the on the rear ports, uh, just uh, yeah, just an indicator uh, label on the back there to show uh, you know connect this one to the right port, connect that one to the left port, that sort of thing. And but is this is this looking at the cocoa or if you're behind the cocoa? Well, it's if you're looking at the back of the box and you take that wire, and because the back of the cocoa is marked. So uh, you would oh. the one that's marked connect the left joystick port. You would literally connect to the one that's marked on the back of your color computer uh, left joystick port. That's label it the way lo, label it the way uh, Jason just did. Yeah. So it's it's left. Well, any right any any, any of the any ones that go out after you know today or later will have the updated labeling and uh, at the same price. Oh, yeah, at the same price. Yeah, it's the same wow. price, right? How much would you pay? Don't answer yet. And uh, anybody anybody who's ordered one will have will have a new label shipped out to them here in the uh, in the near in the near future. So if you get a if you get an envelope in the mail that's full of stickers, you'll know why. So this uh, is the F twenty five dash two. 
Yeah, this is yeah this this is the Joey controller switch uh, hard. Uh, is this a firmware update? I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's all I have right now. I just. Uh, uh, let me ask you. Thank a, you for doing that. That's really nice. Having fun with the new label place. maker, and that was uh, you know that was uh, uh, some a, suggestions from the community. Like, well, this would look cool. I said, you know what? You're right. Let's do it. We have a technical question. If you uh, reverse those. Uh, could could you possibly uh, just make the switch and it would still be okay? I mean, you're not going to smoke nothing. No, you won't reverse. smoke anything. It'll just be backwards. Right. So you just left will be switch. right. Right will be left. Up, and up will be down. Streams. Cat, cats and dogs living together. Mass don't hysteria. Don't cross okay. the streams, man. If I cross my eyes, do it. I'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. All right. Thanks. Well, in the live chat, we've got a uh, whole bunch of people here. We've got Nick Marotta. We've got Al Hartman. Says, hey, Stevie. Uh, sorry about that, Al. Uh, Dave and Sharon Veery are the first first timers. Welcome to Yes, Coco first Talk. timers. First timers. And, we're, and we, we, we're definitely apologize to Dave and Sharon. Mark B. We have CM Shazam. Says hello. Tim Franklin. Um, I guess I should mention one other thing that uh, all Joey purchases come with a free download of Nightmare Highway. That's true. Yes, I'm, I'm getting to that uh, special announcement here as well. Nightmare Highway. Dave and Sharon say, I have a one or two meg on my Coco 2 back in 1990 uh, with fun things like RAM discs. Now I have a Coco 2 I want to build up, perhaps even with USB. Well, that's a, this is a, it's a good time to be a, fa- a fan of the Coco 2. Uh, with uh, Ed Snyder's uh, uh, at zipsterzone.com uh, has a whole bunch of stuff coming out for that. So, uh, And there's something called a Moo, which has uh, 512K of uh, memory that you can use. Um, let's see the here. And, and, a port, chicken. And, <laughs> and a port of OS9 Level 2 for it and Fusix. That's right. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we can't forget... Uh, Ken Reichert and Nightmare Highway, which is now, what, 99% off? Uh, but uh, you can get it uh, here, and we'll have a Nightmare Highway commercial uh, for you. Uh, if you paid anything, you paid too much. I believe that's... How much do I have to pay to not have Nightmare Highway? <laughs> that's that 99.95, I believe. Well, speaking of someone... shipping. <laughs> speaking of someone who's Always excited about specials and discounts, and recently hooked me up with a $5 Steam controller. A man who's still on mute, but ha- usually has a lot to say, David Ladd. Good afternoon, everyone. I hope everybody's ready for today's show. I'm certainly ready. Um, I've been busy with all kinds of tinkering and modifications and socketing stuff. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not cocoa related, but you know what? It's still retro, so I still gotta love it. Oh, I gotta love it. I gotta love it. Oh, we yeah. love all things retro, absolutely. <laughs> so, David, sock it to me. <laughs> oh yes, I'll sock it to you. Wow. I think actually, yeah, I think no, somebody, no, you, somebody else put a socket in my Commodore. I think that was Tom. I think, but you think I, I think you donated the sockets, so there you go. Yes, I, 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 I've got sockets. And my 40 pins just showed up today, so I get to finish my socketing project. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Again, this time again with more enthusiasm, Dave. <laughs> 
Now, I have almost no idea what David just said, but T is definitely excited. Uh, and someone new to the panel, Eddie, uh, do we need an introduction for Eddie or Ron? Do you Hi, wanna... Eddie. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Uh, hey, hello. Hi. Hello, all. Can you hear me? We can. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm here to uh, introduce uh, the real uh, Coco Cat. <laughs> so, uh, basically, uh, this is uh, Billy, and uh, so he enjoys... Uh, <laughs> He enjoys my collection of computers uh, a lot. For those who don't know me, um, I collect uh, mainly uh, TRS-80. And of course, I have many uh, Cocos. And um, in my younger years, I used to uh, sell them. I was working at Radio Shack. So, uh, oh. and were, I was, were you working uh, in Canada? Yeah, I was working uh, in uh, Coensville. Uh, it's a um, small town, uh, very close to uh, the New Hampshire and uh, Vermont uh, borders. So, uh, so you've heard the uh, Coco Do commercial that we play and understood it? <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, I heard it can't be understood because the French is too uh, broken. Well, be careful about what you say. <laughs> we, we, had, we had a French-speaking uh, person from the community said that the the singers were hard to understand because of a particular regional accent. Well, <laughs> well we, I don't know any. He wasn't any more okay. specific than that. Well, uh, it's not all the ads. Actually, there were many uh, many ads here in Quebec which were of uh, a lot of uh, unequal uh, quality. So uh, <laughs> some of them were better than others. And, uh, so did you work at Radio Shack a long time? Um, actually, for about, uh, um, good question, uh, probably around five, six years. Huh. Um, it was a great school for me. And uh, since then, I've had many, many jobs where I had to be involved with uh, customer service. And uh, I must say that uh, Radio Shack uh, at the time, uh, maybe some of you, uh, some of you may know about this, but uh, uh, when we were working at Radio Shack, we had uh, VHS uh, tapes that we had to listen uh, at home on uh, our own uh, time, and um, so. Uh, yeah, we there were there were many of those tapes that were actually about customer service, uh, what to do, what not to do. So those were all things that I was able to use later on in life. I think I saw one of those on YouTube. Someone put a put one up on YouTube. I think. Oh yeah, well, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to 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 see it and remember. There's all kinds of them, like from different companies, like Wendy's and Radio Shack, and all kinds of like you know promotion, uh, employee training videos, and that. I love watching those. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I don't know if it's the same for uh, some of you, but uh, now uh, when I go in stores, uh, I just feel so many times that the people trying to serve you. They don't know what they're selling. They no. don't, and they sometimes they don't even care. So, 
uh, anyway, we, we won't do like uh, old uh, people do usually and uh, <laughs> last. Uh, <laughs> darn millennials. Let's welcome the darn millennials. Yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, um, later on in the show, if you want, I could show you uh, some things that one of my friends is doing with uh, all the computers that uh, can't be uh, that I tried to repair and that can't be repaired. Okay, uh, he's, a- he's actually making uh, jewelry out of that. So, um, if you want to take uh, two three minutes for that, I sure. can go uh, and pick some up and show that to you later if it's uh, if sure. it's uh, hey, Eddie, what's your how do you say your last name? Well, the SZC, it's a SZC is actually like a Sch. So uh, you actually say Sherbinsky. Oh. So my it looks brother. so complicated. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, Polish. Uh, I, I've, been, uh, I've been trying, uh, I've been learning Polish, and uh, Polish is actually so simple if you compare it to uh, English and French, because there are no exceptions. Um, And also, it's uh, what you write is what you say, and what you say is what you write. So there's no... um, It's much easier than we think, but... uh, And as a matter of fact, my brother is a radio host in Montreal, and uh, maybe once... Once or twice a year, there is uh, someone calling the radio station saying, hey, these, this guy is not saying his name right because uh, my brother on radio, he says uh, Zurbinski. So, uh, but it's all right. It's, it's all right if you want to simplify and say Zurbinski. Uh, it's all right with me. Cool. Well, uh, welcome, Eddie. And, if, and we can do a couple of minutes uh, for you to go over your your um what you want to show uh maybe right before the news uh, yeah, no problem I'll, I'll go get some yeah okay okay i'll do, uh, I'll do that right away <laughs> so i'll be ready okay great okay Thanks. well we'll come back definitely welcome to the show uh nick Maroda from l canada good day <laughs> or is that l curtis from El Maroda, I don't know. We all, but, we all, we're all named El. <laughs> yes, I think so. Anything uh, you've got going on? Uh, I know you... Uh, po- yeah. No, Go it's ahead. been a pretty quiet week. I got my Joey last week, which I, I've, I've been still enjoying this week. Every time I play a game... Oh, the cartoon know. strip? No, 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 no. I, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, ah, you, you threw me off. I I was, there's a lot of sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> there's a lot of Joey's. Yeah, but yes, yes I've been, uh, I've been, uh, I've been enjoying that, and not uh, that, that's been pretty quiet, uh, quiet this week. Do you, do you get up late at night and just walk over to the Joey and just start uh, changing the switches? Actually, I bring it to bed with me sometimes. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I mean. You know, that might be too much information. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry, Jason. Well, <laughs> well you know. We'll be taking that one on a return. <laughs> There's no warranty for rollovers. Oh, darn. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, my Hollywood Squares got all mixed up here, so I'm going to pop over to Chet Simpson. Who has a very very big update on Digger Three? I believe, Chad. Were we going to save that for next week, or you you want to talk about it now? 
Um, actually, I've, I mean, there are some things that have been happening with uh, with Degra. I mean, I, I did post the, uh, the, the the quick promo that you know it is going to be released soon. I'm looking at uh, somewhere around uh, into this month uh, to uh, middle of January. I've got some okay. things that uh, that I've got to finish up and tweak out. Um, and then I was going to uh, bring a video in today. Unfortunately, I did not have time to cut it down, and it ran a little bit longer than I was expecting. It ended up being about thirty minutes, so I've got to go in. And uh, try to shave some stuff off, but uh, that'll be uh, available sometime over the next week. And it, it goes over some of the uh, uh, basics and introduction of, of using some of the tools that I've created for uh, for uh, working on Digger, um, and some of the things that'll be coming out for that. And, and Paul Player, uh, you know, he was uh, he, he opted on last night, was uh, kind enough to uh, to kind of help out with that. You know, I'm, I'm helping him get uh, uh, get started and set up using that. So it uh, it, it was really helpful to, to get that video with. Uh, It'll be something nice to, to uh, watch through next week. Okay. And do you have a, a YouTube channel or anywhere you, you're regularly posting content that we should be aware of? Um, not really. I've been thinking about it. I'll probably set up a YouTube channel or, or, or something that, uh, that I can host. And, uh, plus, uh, uh, you know, I've got, in fact, I've got a ton of pictures and, and a couple of videos I've been taking because, I mean, I've still got eight, eight packages to, <laughs> to unpack and, uh, and a CMA to go down and pick up right now. So it... Uh, yeah, uh, with the door? Uh, no, it's down at the uh, front office. So it, it no, does right. it have the door? Yes, it does. Yay! Yes, yes, that was nice. The, that was when I saw. It, I snatched it up with uh, without hesitation. Uh, That's rarer than an X pad. Really? Right, right, and I got one of those too. So, oh. uh, <laughs> so yeah, I've yes. got. Uh, I mean, all of, in all the packages, I've got a draw, another floppy drive, another Coco Free, uh, CF8. Uh, I've got the high res. Uh, uh, interface that uh, that was sent out uh, this week, uh, this past week, Bill, very very helpful um, in getting that. So yeah, I'm quite happy. I'm, I mean, I'll get my collection together. So I'll maybe uh, get some pictures together uh, uh, once I've got everything set up. I need to get a desk. <laughs> I'm definitely going to need to get a desk. Chet Simpson's garage. Something like that. That's more <laughs> yeah. like a shed. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go with that. You know, you've got a long Thank way to go. You're making me think of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air there with your background. <laughs> yeah, uh, more like Cheech and Chong, but yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, I was thinking '60s flower power myself. Well, there, yeah, know. I know. It's Jimi Hendrix actually, or something. These, these are uh, this is based on uh, a lot of uh, poster art that you could get back in the '70s that you would color in. So they had the, this was a really really big thing, in, uh, particularly uh, mid to late '70s. That uh, and you get a lot of uh, black light. Uh, oriented ones for uh, you know for the especially Ron. Ron's over there shaking his head like, oh yeah, yeah. I had a bunch had, of those. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, black velvet. You yes. colored them in with those Daigle no, markers. No velvet, no. No velvet. Get the incense no velvet. going. No velvet, no. Yeah, Get that's the what they called it, but uh, we all knew better, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and Chet, if if you get a chance, uh, if you can increase your your mic volume, you're coming a little bit low, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can take care of that. I got. Uh, I've been having to uh, play with it all week. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 hard. Yeah. Um, okay. Alan Hoffman's here. Alan. Yeah, we we are we are we will be getting to Alan and uh, Nick and L Curtis oh, Boyle. Nick's not but before we do that, Brian, the music man, has popped into the panel. Brian, how are you doing? <laughs> 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 Yes, uh, you again. I know you what you just said from the Nightmare Highway. You really got that that problem with the the frog stuck in your throat. Ball drop. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> he needed a lozenge. 
Yeah, I had to clear the throat a little bit, yeah. How you doing, everybody out there? And that uh, Really not too much to report here, just stuff going on and pucking away, getting ready for Christmas, getting the snowblower going, getting ready for snow. Way ahead of you. <laughs> I don't know where my snowblower went. Yeah. Yeah, well, I haven't pulled it out yet, so maybe that's uh, helping. Otherwise, just moving along, just keeping on going. All right, well, uh, welcome to the panel. Um, also with us, Alan Huffman, who has very easy instructions on how you can use his fork of Bo Zimmerman's Wi-Fi software uh, to create a quick and quick and dirty 10 or $15 Cocoa Wi-Fi solution, uh, and that's how I did it, and I can go on all sorts of bulletin boards with my, with my color computer. Alan, are you, are you out there? Yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a cellular connection, so the quality is not too great, I'm sure. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, the <laughs> Bose Zimmerman firmware, uh, the last time I pulled in his current code, I was not able to get it to build with the current Arduino libraries. It would uh, crash. Yeah. Um, he would think some older version. I don't know if that has been resolved yet. I don't have internet at home, so I haven't been able to pull down sources and uh, check the latest. Well, I still use the, the original uh, copy of that. I never updated it. Um, so, uh, you know, it works, and I'm pretty happy with that. And if, if other people want to try it out, um, it's pretty easy to get it, get it together. Um, also... You installed the firmware for me at Coco Fest, so that that made it even easier. Are you going to be at Coco Fest again next year? Well, if I can if I can get there, it just depends on timing and money. Okay. Any other um, updates or projects or OS nine stuff or? Not yet. Not yet. I uh, I've recently moved, so I had to go through all my stuff, and um, I've found tubs and tubs of color computer things that I forgot. So I imagine at some point I'll join. And do a show and tell of some of the uh, old hardware I've accumulated over the year. That would be great. What's cool is finding all this stuff, and it's just like you just picked it up at the store, huh? <laughs> yeah, I have a Super Voice and the old video digitizers and all kinds of stuff I forgot about. Found my X pad that's still in the box. Oh, um, sorry about that. Uh, oh, sorry, I was just checking. Uh, Al, I don't know if you were trying to join, but, uh, oh, there you are. Okay. Sorry about that. And thank you, Alan. And just jump in uh, if you have anything else to, to share, and uh, and Curtis will be going through the news here shortly. Um, have fun. And Al, how you doing from Jersey? Oh, I didn't know I was approved. Here I am. You are. You are approved. <laughs> Sorry. It's yes. a one-man operation. Yeah. Everything. The boys are here in Jersey. Yes, everything okay? Um, yep, above ground and above room temperature. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Well, those are two good things. I have uh, a little something later when you get into the Commodore talk. Oh, good. Okay, so we might do a little Commodore talk later today. Nick Morantes, author of Donut Dilemma. How are you, how are you doing? Good day, everyone. Yep, yeah, I'm doing fine, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, nothing really new to report. Been just testing my um, Gunstar game, uh, getting it game tested to make sure it's not too hard, not, not too easy. So, are you getting the craggies out of it? Yeah. 
crikey. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> okay, so you do not have any kind of a game on segment that you want to talk no, about? No, not today. Okay. And uh, Curtis, thanks for joining. How are you doing on time? Oh, I'm, I'm back from the funeral, so this, that's why I'm dressed up right now, because I just came straight from it. So I'm good oh, up for the rest of the show, actually. I just came in late. Oh, I thought you dressed up for the show. Uh, oh, God, no. <laughs> okay. You're lucky I get clothed at all for the show. <laughs> you, you rarely wear pants, uh, I've heard. Yes. Pants optional. Pants are optional on this show. Um, Ron, I think we'll go to uh, your update, and then maybe we'll okay. take a break after that. So you want to... Uh, yeah. Let's do a little bit of... Now, I am just going to play a video called Ron's Garage. I have no idea what it is. Let's see what this does. Wow. That's cool. It was amazing. All right. <laughs> Let me share. Can I share? Uh, you, uh, I need to stop sharing my sound. Hold on. Okay. Oh, I don't think I'm sharing my... No, I am sharing sound. Hold on. All right. Uh, stop share. Now I'm you holding. Can, you can take over. I, I am holding. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's see. We'll start here and hit share. Okay. That <laughs> is not the screen I was going to... Uh, maybe it is. I can't see what I'm sharing. So. You are sharing your Ron's webpage garage, on Facebook. Okay, Ron's Garage. Look at that hot cocoa. You see that? That's oh, even spelled right. It doesn't have that A on the end. No. And then um, I've been doing some artwork in the past. I don't know if you guys have seen some of the yes. stuff. Yes. Uh, like Born in 1980, when stuff made sense. I thought that <laughs> was cool. <laughs> That's good. And then there's this guy from the new computer game um, standing behind our cocoa. For next year's uh, anniversary. You want to know what's funny? I tried to like that. (laughs) And? I couldn't because you're sharing your screen. Oh. It's not my screen. Jeez. All right. So uh, I found some uh, stuff on, um, what is this, OfferUp. It was real expensive for uh, 1983. Uh, MC10, they wanted 200 plus dollars for it. It's ridiculous. Just anyway, for the MC10, no, no peripherals. Yeah, no, in the box. Expensive. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Wow. And then I got something to show as far as. Um, let me go to my. This is what I've done for um, Roger Taylor. Okay. He has a Christmas DVD he's putting out on the 10th of this month and I did the artwork for him that's the uh, front of the CD or it's a DVD I should say and this is the back it says uh, look in the Christmas folder for these items Uh, Christmas Smash 512k needed arcade game by Roger Yule Log uh, 512k needed animated fireplace by Roger Taylor plays music Mm. awesome Uh, Christmas Rush by you know who uh, Christmas Issues of the Rainbow, many other Coco magazines, many Coco ar- archive images. He went and uh, downloaded a whole bunch of stuff from the archive. It's on the DVD. 
and you can copy the disk images to real floppies or Cocoa SDC system or run them from your favorite emulator. Now, does anyone know if, it, if Xmas Smash is a new game, brand new, or is it something that previously was released? It's a it's a uh, adaptation from another game he has done. Okay, so it's in... The uh, uh, Crystals or whatever they were. Yeah. Jeweled? Jeweled, yeah. It's an uh, uh, offshoot. Oh, okay. So it's like Jeweled, but the instead of yeah. diamonds, it's going to have uh, Christmas... You're going to smash Christmas ornaments. Okay. <laughs> I, we have cats for that already, I think. But, uh... <laughs> so you'll enjoy it. So anyway, um, that's, that's what I had to uh, share. Um, it's coming up. I, I don't know exactly what the cost is yet, but... Uh, He's real um, excited about being... Ron, do you know if he's offering it on SD card or anything else, too? That would be, like, instantly put in the He talked SDC? about that, but I, I, don't, I, I don't believe... Because um, I don't even know if I have a working DVD player anymore. Oh. Great. Like, like for a computer type thing, so... Hmm. Well, for those that do... The right player, so we'll do it. What's this that? is, what, four gigabytes of um, goodies in it? A typical DVD, unless it's dual layer, but I doubt it. So that's it. I guess I'll um, back out of here if I can. Uh, Nobody backs so out. So is that the address to that you? Okay. Uh, is that the URL to order? Uh, CocoCommunity.net is uh, where, if you go there now, you will see the DVD and. Um, Nothing's ready yet to actually accept purchases until the tent. Okay, Roger Taylor is CocoCommunity.net. Uh, Roger Taylor is also the person that does uh, Coco TV on Roku, if you're familiar oh. with that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's also done a lot of software over the years, a projector and yep. Viewmaster. Yes. And yep. He's an awesome guy. Mary and the Butterflies. And uh, what's that terminal program you're using, Ron, that's kind of a rival oh, uh, smiley net, terminal? Net, uh, Netmate. Netmate, yeah. Yeah, if you're going to yep. be doing the BBS thing like Ron, Rob was mentioning earlier, that's that's one of the programs to use. Yeah, and it's very um, full of menu options when you go to um, the menu for it. I mean, there's all kinds of things. You can change uh, where you want the, uh, if you have a program pack, uh, if you're going to use the BitBanger port, or, you know, um, just it's a great program. It works beautifully. I've, I've used it. I used to um, test it for him when he was in, when it was in beta. So thanks, guys. I appreciate this. The end of Ron's Garage. All right. I believe. Did you just say Ron's Garage? I wonder if I order the DVD, will I get it before Christmas? <laughs> well, that's the idea, I guess. Oh, yes. No, I'm in Canada, though. Oh. What day do they have Christmas in Canada? Who knows? Maybe he'd make uh, a download available, possibly. Yeah, who knows? Is it like Thanksgiving what's, where it's on a different day? What's I thought 20, Boxing Day was more important. What's 25 in Fahrenheit? I can't remember. <laughs> Darn cold. Ah. Uh, that's like seventy something. So, so December seventy something. All right, so uh, we want to take a, maybe a break here and do some Nightmare Highway. Um, why don't we do a Coco Thoughts and maybe a little Nightmare Highway? We'll come back with news 
with L. Curtis Boyle. As you start your journey to Coco Fest, you notice the road ahead is littered with rogue furniture. You realize you are driving on the Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. The game for the Tandy Color Computer 1, 2, and 3. Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. Stunning low-resolution visuals. Digital to analog converted sound. 100% machine language and basic. What are they saying about Nightmare Highway? Nightmare Highway. Steve B. York says, of all the games released this year, this is one of them. Elkert S. Boyle says, this will not be on my site. Nick Marionette says, crikey, look at the size of that crock. Get your complimentary copy of Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. At cancanmakeit.com. If you got it for free, you paid too much. And now, Coco Thoughts by Samuel Gimes. How can one state that one doesn't like Donkey Kong, but then say Donkey King is bad because it's not just like Donkey Kong? Tired of switching your joystick between the left and right port? Want to change between different controllers? Well, Joey has got you covered. The Joey Controller Switch. Take control of your controllers with the flip of two switches. Order today at CocoMan.biz. And we're back um, with news. Are we ready for news, uh, Curtis Boyle? I think so. Okay, well, I have... I tried a- to prepare that this morning before I left at 8, so... Well, you got another 15 seconds, because I have a little miniature uh, news intro that I created. Here we go. A new Muppet News Flash! Me too, that Muppet there. That was good. Oh, yeah. First of all, I'll make one mention because you played the Sammy Gimes episode where we were talking about uh, John Schaller's reaction to Donkey King on the, the Coco Game podcast show. And uh, actually, the next Coco show, which was recorded live last night, they actually discussed that at some length. So uh, if you, when, you, when it gets officially released, which I think is later this week there, you guys should check it out. It was kind of fun. Which, which is that, the Amigos? Yeah. yeah. Did we strong arm them into changing their minds? Uh, we got a bit of an apology out of John, Ooh, I guess. Oh, so, wow. I mean, Aaron was on our side all the way. You know, yeah. Thing, so. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> just kind of funny that you put that up there because that, that was just from last night that we did that. So. <laughs> all right. Funny. Let me uh, share a screen here myself. Can I share at the moment? You can. Well, the truth is the truth, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, out of these bazillion windows, which one do I need here? All right. Hey, first up, uh, Pear Surratt, who's been taking all my 6309 conversions and then make, dragonizing them, so they're running the dragon. Um, so I did the port of Russian Assault from DICOM here not too long ago, and he's ported that one over. But then he did some patches, too, because the, the dragon doesn't have the option for two-button joystick, which is definitely the easiest way to play it on the Coco. Coco 3, anyway. So he actually 
patched it to actually have a couple of keys to fire the bullets and grenades separately instead of hitting the joystick button and having them both fire at once because he was complaining. Well, actually, his, his son complained that the way it currently works with the one-button joystick is that you have to hold down the button to throw a, a bomb, like a grenade, and you're meanwhile blown several bullets holding the button down, so your number of bullets keeps going down. And uh, his son suggested that's kind of you know bad because we don't have an option to do them separately. You have to basically blow all of your am- ammunition just trying to throw a bomb. So he patched it for uh, using a couple of keys to actually do those two separately. And uh, I think we are going to try to backport that version back for the Coco one and two owners. So that way, if you have a one button joystick, you can just use the buttons on the keyboard instead. And then you control your grenades and your bullets separately, which I thought was a pretty good hack. And uh, I don't think he's got, he's, he's planning on putting up some uh, screenshots of black and white versions for the dragon on some of these. I don't think he's got them up yet. No, not yet. Anyway, many, many thanks to him because he's been putting these all on the dragon for me uh, for the six or nine enabled dragons. And uh, he's been actually getting some good reaction in the dragon community from that. And several people have complimented him on that. So in kind of complimenting us for, you know, sending these games over some of the games the dragon never saw before, some of them they have seen before. So just thought it was cool. Number two, Pitfall Jerry, who actually was in our chat last week. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to look at the chat too much today. I don't know if he's in there right now. But he made an MC10 uh, video, uh, which will work on a Coco 2, of, and 1, 2, and 3, of course, <clears throat> using semi-graphics to do a little Christmas-themed thing. And he's actually, I won't play it for more than like five seconds because he's got pre-recorded Christmas music. I don't know if that's going to get us a ban if I start playing it. But it's an animated fireplace that he's got one hour's worth of Christmas music running in the background. So you can kind of just run it from YouTube as a background, kind of keeping the Coco theme. Okay, and I just want to um, jump in. Eddie, we'll do your update here right after Curtis uh, uh, finishes the news. So um, I just kind of forgot about that. So we'll continue. Well, if it's news, I mean, we can insert him in and I can just come back. Uh, well, it's up, it's, I was going to give him a few minutes, Eddie. Whenever, whenever you're ready, you just let us know. Are you out there? Well, well, we'll come back to Eddie, is my point. <laughs> Sounds good. Anyway, I, I won't play, like I said, because of the music there, but it's a nice animated fireplace. If you want just something ambient running in the background, like a lot of people put you logs and that kind of stuff up uh, from YouTube playing Christmas carols. This is a, a Coco themed one that does the same thing. And I would post these links into Discord if Discord was running. Now, I was actually going to ask you guys because I got a, a report from David that everybody's having problems with Discord right now. Is that true? Uh, that Discord's down? It was, Discord? it was causing me some problems. Because yeah. when I tried logging in, they actually had a big warning page saying that Google's trying to look at something that went wrong on their end because they're part of the servers or something. So yep. it's not pretty major, whatever it was. It is. Huh. It, it's not working for me. Okay, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't even log in. I couldn't get any messages, nothing. So. I anyway. from before, but I don't know if there's any updates going back and forth. So. Okay, well, I'll check that after the news and see if it's back up again. Um, next one up is Evan Wright. We've had a bit of progress. He's on the 3D Monster Maze, which is a port from the uh, Sinclair uh, ZX or ZX, if you're in the States, uh, 81. And this was one of their premier games because it was a 3D one. It actually came out before Phantom Slayer too, so it's got that going for it as well. And he's making a new cartridge version here now, and he's actually got a pretty good demo of it that uh, shows it. And... Uh, Basically, he's, he's, this is a status update, and you can kind of see he's colorized it, and he's you know added some extra things to it, so I'll just play a little bit of it. 
that loud enough to hear? I don't hear anything. Can you hear it now? No. Okay, let me see here. I'm going to have to stop my share and start again so I get the sound share. Uh, unless it's going through to the to the YouTube, but I don't hear it. Nah, that might have been me. I was kind of rushed. <laughs> okay, I'll rewind. Hi guys, here is the latest progress on now? 3D yes. Monster Maze. This is yeah. the color calibration. Actually, it's only screen, two minutes. I'll so just let it play. Get your palette set correctly. This is just a reuse of the code from the Wumpus cartridge. But if we move on, you'll see we've got a title screen. I'm gonna clean that up just a little bit. And uh, when we start here, now we end up in the game, and we are in a randomly generated maze. And you may be wondering what that black screen was that we just saw there um, a few seconds ago. And I can move around with the uh, arrow keys, and it shows you your compass direction at the bottom. And if I hit the M key, it puts me in a top-down view, so you can see... Sorry. Um, Somebody keeps trying to call me here and it pauses the where video. Where you've been through the maze. It doesn't show you the entire maze. It just shows you the places that you visited. So as you run around, you can kind of toggle back to the top view and see where you've been. And eventually, you can sort of figure out where uh, the exit is. But obviously, that would be too easy, right? So there's a monster here uh, that's hunting us. And uh, whoops, they already got oh, I'll let him get me. There we go. Um, so that's what happens when the monster eats you. And obviously the uh, goal is to find the, um, there's an exit hiding in the maze here somewhere um, that you need to find before the monster eats you. So I'm still kind of playing around with um, the speed of the monster, how fast he upda updates, um, maybe whether or not you should be allowed to move while you're in the top, uh, top down view. But, uh, but it's all there, it's all come together and it should be... Uh, pretty easy to get on a cartridge here uh, pretty soon and that message at the top he's hunting you he lies in wait he's beside you that gives you indications of how far the monster is away from from you Whoops, there we go all right so I'll run here so if he gets stuck then he'll it says uh oh that's that's not good there um, yeah <laughs> so so have any of you played this on the Spectrum, just out of curiosity? All right. So there it is, 3D Monster Maze. Um, I'm still kind of playtesting it, just trying to fine-tune it, but it works, it's all there, and hopefully it'll be on a cartridge soon. I have not. Um, I do. At Zebra, we used to sell it on the ZX81. And yeah, because uh, it, it was black and white, and it was a fair bit slower displaying it, but I remember it was quite the landmark title for that, that platform. And it's, it, this one looks pretty well dead on. I mean, even the, the dinosaur creature looks pretty well the same. Just it's in a little bit of color now. Did the, the ZX81 have artifacting artifact colors or just black and white? Just black no, and white. Just black, just and, black white. and white. Yeah. And not what really I, high res. What I like is he did the walls of the maze in a black and white checkerboard pattern like the ZX81. Yeah, it's a very faithful faithful conversion of it. Okay. Anyway, expect that. I would expect it. As far as he's gotten, it's definitely going to be out in time for the fest. There's going to be a few game announcements for the fest, including Nick's and Evans. Okay, 3D Monster Maze. Well, Chet, Chet, I think, is going to be out way before that, from what I understand. So, Yes. Digger 3 out in January. Yeah. Oh, can't wait. We're in a Coco Renaissance.
Yes, we are. There's David being annoying. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is is David drawing on your screen? No, he sent me a message for something I asked about half an hour ago. Okay. And I decided to pop up and answer now. Now, don't anyone call Curtis if you have his phone number. Yeah, I, I don't know who was phoning. That's that's an unknown number to me. <laughs> they tried calling twice and it won't leave a message, so I don't know what that is. I still know it's David Ladd for some reason. Well, next time they call, we might have to put them on, on live on the air. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next up, um, Boys in Tech, Richard. Lorby Esky has announced the upcoming Paragon Deluxe Joystick Adapter, which allows two ju- joysticks plugged in uh, that you can switch between ports, kind of like um, Jason's, uh, with analog and digital joysticks. But the difference with this one here is it also has the high-res joystick interface built in, the, the Tandy uh, Steve York designed one. So if you have, like, uh, the original Color Max or original Color Max Deluxe, or if you have, you know, Nitrous 9 Level 2 with the high-res mouse adapters there there's some other third-party programs that uh, supported that you can actually turn that on it's a pass-through because that actually plugs into two ports plugs into a joystick port that plugs into the cassette port i believe it is and it basically merges the two together to read higher resolution on your on your mice and he has it so you can switch that on and off too so you can have the cassette as a pass-through if you still want to use uh the cassette as a cassette or you can turn it on so it becomes part of the iris joystick interface now, the only thing I keep forgetting to ask Richard, and, well, I didn't forget to ask him. I don't want to bug him about it, but is it, what's the big difference between the standard high-res interface and the uh, uh, Coco Max version? What is the other one? Yeah, Coco Max um, made their own custom one as basically as a form of copy protection in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the original color, Cocomax 1 and 2 one was required because there was no high-risk joystick interface. That was the high-risk joystick interface at the time. But by the time Cocomax 3 came out and Max 10 came out, because I think it uses it too, um, they both kind of just kept their own custom one there, just different enough that it you know it didn't work with the Tandy one. And it was a form of uh, basically to make sure you hadn't pirated the program because it wouldn't work properly if you didn't have their particular interface. So it was basically copy protection. Basically, functionally, it's the same. As, as far as I can tell, I'm not a hardware guy, though, so I don't know for sure. Yeah, so that that would be something that would do. Would be nice if that could be added, but you know, again, we're, we're very happy to have the deluxe uh, adapter. Yeah, my understanding is that is that that the hardware is not too much different. I know some people have made ones that are switchable. I think Nick Barentis. I think you even have one that switches between the two modes, doesn't it? Yeah, Nick. Uh, yeah, I think the Coco Max one uh, didn't need the cassette port. I think the cassette jack on the high-res interface was used to um, somehow trigger the uh, high-res interface to um, prepare it to start um, sampling. The Coco Max one uh, just did away with that. It just did it automatically. And now, of course, we've got the software version of it, too, that you can do away with any hardware at all. We but got rid of the software has to be, then. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 unfortunately, the software has to be rewritten to handle that as the one. Yeah. We've got a few things patched. Uh, Eric Everlux patched uh, his ColorMax Deluxe, the one he did with Greg Miller. And, of course, you've got some demos on your, your site there and uh, John Strong's uh, Bomb Squad game. Yeah. Bomb, bomb Threat, okay. Bomb Squad. Which one is it? <laughs> it's too and, many bombing games. John's is Bomb Squad. Okay. Color Max Deluxe, to get the patched version, I have to go on to the GitHub for that, or is that on the Coco archive? I think it's on the archive now. All right. It's one version 1.03, I think, is the one with the software patch. I think that's right, yeah. 
And uh, we're going to try to put it into Nitrous Nine if it doesn't slow the system down too much. I know it is fairly CPU intensive, and interrupts have to be completely off during the time it's scanning. Yeah, so it might it might have something that will have to be part of the Gimme X if it really slows down the system, right? Yeah, or, or I mean, there's some like I know in the hybrid joystick interface itself, it does slow down the system itself too more than the regular joystick does, and the regular joystick does. And it dents, because you have to subsample the further to the right or down the pots are, which means if you put the joystick in the lower right corner or your mouse goes down to the lower right corner, it takes longer to sample. That's even on a regular mouse. It's, you know, even more greatly um, delaying if you use a high-res interface. And I'm from looking at the code briefly, I think the software solutions can take even more time. So if you park your mouse in the upper left corner, the rest of the system should beat up because you should get out of the loop you know, first try on both axes. You'll go, oh, you're way in the right, I don't, upper left, I don't have to compare anything anymore. So it'll exit right out and you'll get your speed back. But you'll have to remember to park your mouse in the upper left corner. That's right. And Ken Reichard says, remember that pots are legal in Canada. Oh, they're legal in some states too, so. Yes, pots as in the uh, the joystick uh, pots. Um, Potentiometers. Yes. <laughs> Richard Lobieski says, regular uh, Paragon adapters will be available Monday on boysontech.com. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know he's been catching up on stuff uh, hardware-wise, the manufacturing. And as he mentions here, as you see on the screen there, he's expecting a working prototype of the new deluxe version in mid-January, price to be determined yet. So well, I'm it really, won't look like that when you buy it, the final versions. But I am excited about it because as much as we do have the software solution, it's just going to take time to have it, you know, everything patched. And um, I would like to Yeah, play. and some of the stuff we don't have source for, so how do you patch some of that stuff, right? Right, right. So there's just always going to be, you know, you're always going to have to need a high-res joystick interface for something. Um, so this yeah. might this might work for that. Okay. Next okay. up, and I, I, did you guys already talk about this with Chet, like show off his little video for the... We, we talked about it, but we didn't show off the video, so it'd be great if you could um, still update okay. us. This and, is a little preview. I, Chet, do you have any color commentary to add before I play it? Uh, no, actually, I don't. Uh, this is just a, a quick promo um, of some of the stuff that are that will be coming out, and uh, and really, that's 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 it. Okay, I have no idea what volume blast this is going to come at, so if it's loud, just tell me. All right. I love it. It's oh, a it's appropriately loud. So uh, yeah, play it. Yeah, they just stopped playing. I don't know what the heck Facebook's doing, but oh. <laughs> it's just that awesome. It's like yeah, that. It's like the Nick's Nick's Gunstar video. He's got. He's really got that sound chip going. Just a tease. It's just a tease. That's it. Yeah. That's all you got. Let me force reload this stupid thing and see if it'll do this time. And that's not sound from the Coco. I know. <laughs> I just want to be clear on that. <laughs> uh, I'm scared to zoom it now. All right, hold on. Can we get that uh, full screen there? I will try, but I know sometimes it cuts out when I do that. Like say that. All right. Let me try it again. Oh, there. Okay, let's. Can we start from the beginning? <laughs> oh, now you're just asking right. for trouble. No pleasing you. This looks awesome. And go to colorcomputerarchive.com and download the preview 
today. You can download it right now and you get five levels, including the amazing Batcave level number four. Where is yep. that? ColorComputerArchive.com. Nice. I, it works on a 6809, right? That, this one doesn't require 6309, correct? Yeah, this is, a, this is a 6809, uh, 512K. You know, the, there's nothing special that you need. No sound cards, Sweet. nothing. So. Okay, cool. I am looking forward to this one. I probably won't get past level five or six, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one of the big things that, 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 uh, that, that is being done before the release, and this is one of those, uh, those items that has to be done, um, is there's a lot of tweaks that are being made to uh, the input system and the way that that works. And with some of the prototyping that I've done and some of the testing I've done, it should be a lot easier to control the character, which should make it a, quite a bit easier to, to, to play the game. So you'll really be challenged against the difficulty of the game rather than the difficulty of, of controlling the character. So I think that yeah, because that was a problem I was having was trying to diagonally jump on a ladder, you know, especially when you're trying yeah. to dodge bats and stuff, and it would sometimes take, sometimes it wouldn't, and you just get marooned there and die. That and, and that is the the kind of the primary use case of, of everything that that went into to updating the uh, the input stuff. So that's that's still a work in progress. That and the sound are, are two of the, the key things that I'm still working on. Um, so that the, once those are done, it, it'll be easy sailing. So th those are two key things that'll, that are going to help improve this game considerably over the uh, preview. Okay, cool. And uh, do you have a, a, a rough release date plan yet? Or are yeah, you we're looking sometime before, yeah, sometime before Christmas in the middle of January. Okay, cool. It's great. Uh, next that up. one, chat. <laughs> next up is, uh, I snuck in a patch. Uh, Bugs 2 is uploaded to the Color Computer Archive recently, and they had a little French text splash screen on it. So obviously it was cracked in French at that point. <laughs> um, but on all of my machines, it crashed. It, it would play the little sound snippet at the beginning, goes, this is Bugs, and then it would just mm -hmm. fry. And it's due to an illegal instruction. So whoever cracked it didn't quite fix everything back up after themselves. They missed a spot. Um, and then I found out it was working for some people. And then we just basically figured out this was on the listserv for the most part. But we figured out basically if you have a 609, it ran fine. If you had a 609, it crashed. And that's because, uh, you know, the 609 has a bunch of instructions that are now defined, whereas the 609, you know, there's an illegal instruction. would just skip the byte and continue on. So I ended up doing a three-byte no-op patch to it, and now it runs on everything. So I've uploaded that to the archive, I've uploaded it to Facebook, and I've even got it as a download on my page because I actually made a Bugs 2 page for it on my uh, game's website for the first new game on there for a little bit, probably the second one in the last eight months. Uh, I got some screenshots up of it finally and a bit of a you know the intro uh, history of it and stuff. And the download includes the manual and the uh, game itself in disk image format. Should work on anything with 64K or more, Coco 1, 2, or 3. Uh, Pear has mentioned that he has started working on converting this one to the dragon because, once again, this is one that never made it to the dragon. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's got a fairly complicated preload system he's going through. And then it's also got hard-coded reading the PIAs for the keys as opposed to going through the Polcat ROM routine. Yep. So, of course, all oh, the keys are mapped wrong. So he's working on fixing that too. But I would expect at the rate he's been cranking through my other conversions here, there'll probably be a Dragon 64 version of this within the next couple weeks, if not sooner. So you're saying, Curtis, a game named Bugs had a bug? Well, the hacked version had a bug. I'm sure the commercial one did not, because Chet did mention he bought it when it first came out, and he made it to level three. Yeah, this. I mean, and I got to tell you, this is a really excellent game. That this is something that I played quite often. Um, I mean, I played it so much I wore the disc out. I, I mean, that that's how often I played it. And you had to reload the all of the uh, the levels from disc every time you played it, so it was quite a bit of dying. <laughs> um, so how come you didn't but, call it roaches. 
I, you know, I, they could have it, and, and it would have been just as good. It, it, but it, this is a, it is a fantastic game, and I definitely recommend that, that everybody uh, you know give it a shot, especially on a real cocoa. So that's one. Roaches, man. <laughs> yeah, there's that connotation. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. One one fascinating thing about it, it's an arcade game. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but it's got so many adventure elements. Like, you have to find certain keys to open certain doors, and you find missiles to shoot <laughs> other doors, and there's secret passages and all kinds of stuff. So. There's a lot of exploration. You have to map it and be able to figure out. Like, you can trap yourself in the game if you take one of your missiles and just fire it off and not open a proper door with it and lock yourself out of part of the maze. So you have to map out and figure out what you're doing and what you're doing it with to get through it. So it's not just a, you know, shoot everything that moves type thing. So it's it's a thinking man's arcade game, I would call it. Really good game. Yeah. Chad, did you play the original version they published in Color Computer Magazine when they won the contest? Yes. Yes, I've, I've played them both. I, I didn't get the, the, the first one in, until about a year after I got Bugs too. but yeah, I played them both and they're, they're both very good games. Very good games. Yeah, the one, one thing I liked on Bugs 1, and it only required 32K, mm-hmm. is that the, uh, the corridors and stuff used, like, basically looked like rock walls. And to me, that looks a little bit better than the solid walls they did in the Bugs yeah, 2 Yeah, and, and, well, it, it changes. when you the, the level graphics change for each level. Oh, okay. So that, that that was one of the things that that's why it, and it loads uh, uh, everything from disk. So there is actually a lot more there um, and a lot more variety. They they really did take advantage of the sixty four k in order to, to to provide that. Okay, yeah, because I saw the sound sample took like about I think nine k or something like that, just to say this is bugs. <laughs> yeah, if you look and there's uh, there's a few screenshots. I think it might be bugs one, um, uh, both in um, uh. uh the old rainbows and, and the old hot cocoa and color computer magazines where it's uh, rather than the, the artifacting, it's just white and it's jagged kind of like a, um, you know, a filled in a downland. If that's the one you're talking about, that's actually, I think that's level three. Oh, okay. So that's what I mean. Yeah. I think I have the original in here just a sec. Yeah. That one. Yeah. That's I'm pretty sure that, that that's the same. Uh, uh, that could be level two, but I'm pretty sure it's level three. Okay. Yeah. Cause that was level one on the uh, color computer magazine version. So, mm-hmm. That one's available for download too, of course. So if you want to play the the junior version, you can play the one as well. So yeah, so you excellent got more game variety in this one. So yeah, yeah, excellent game. Speaking of games, hmm. um, Steve Bamford, and we got a little section on Discord, which unfortunately can't get to right now. Good thing I downloaded this on my own separately. But he did a little bit of an update uh, for this. Is it pronounced Cersei's Island? Cersei's uh, Island. Cersei's Island. Okay. So he's doing that on the Game Master cartridge, and he's now got it working using the, the 16K bank. So his ROM on a Cocoa 1 and 2 is now 32K, which you could not normally do. Uh, it maxed out 16. The Cocoa 3 is capable of doing a 32K cartridge. This, the uh, model, or Cocoa 1 and 2, you have to spank switch 16K chunks with some little additional hardware, which the uh, Game Master cartridge supports. So he's got a little video here showing uh, Cersei's running from uh, emulated cartridge. Okay. And Game Master cartridge effects, of course. Of course. Yep. And this is a work in progress, so he's got some of the shapes kind of yeah. munged up here because he's actually changing a few of them. So That's a little sneak preview of it actually running from a ROM cartridge on a Cocoa 1 and 2 equivalent hardware, so you will be able to get the full game on a Cocoa 1 and 2 even though it's a 32K ROM. Yeah, this this is going to be a big deal. This game. Yeah, I, we've seen before and heard the sound effects and the background music he's had on the previous demos, and it's it's an excellent Cocoa One and Two platform. 
Next up, uh, I don't know if any of you guys know who this is, and if you do, please tell me because I don't have a clue. Um, there's a person who goes by the name Buttons Buttons on YouTube. It just started doing some uh, Coco gameplay. They've got a Coco 3 and a Coco 1. The two gameplay videos I found earlier this week are both on his Coco 1. So there's <laughs> Galagon and Pack Attack 2. And he just does a, basically a game playthrough, and he's playing it on you know, a monitor uh, that he's hooked his Coco up to directly. So this is an emulator. This is the real real deal. I don't know. I don't know if I've heard of either the either of those games. Have serious Galagon? Yeah, Galagon is yeah, okay. Right. I'll have to check. It's the, a really great version of yeah. It's it's a really good game. All right, I'll have to check it out. It's not, it's not Gala here. It's Galagon. <laughs> yeah, Spectral Associates. So anyway, he does a basic game playthrough. No commentary. He has the sound effects you can faintly hear in the background because he's recording from his camera, but. Uh, I don't know who this is. I don't know if he watches the show, but if, if you're out there, like, let us know and, and let us know what you think of some of the games and stuff, too, because it's kind right. of cool you've got a system set up to do so. He's the so man. He's the man so nice. He's the man so nice. They named him twice, huh? Buttons, Buttons? Yeah. Buttons, Buttons. All right. And then his second video he did, he did, uh, he, like, there's three levels of difficulty in Pac-Tac, too, so he actually did a video for each one. I'm not going to show all three, obviously. Are these the real colors of these games? Yeah. Yep. They're both in the green. Pretty, pretty close. I mean, the camera's a bit offset, so you're kidding, kind of getting a green-bluish hue more than normal. That should be, like, white in the back. Oh, that's a, that's a white border? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, just the color temperature's off a bit. Yeah, and part of that's the angle from the LCD screen. But yeah, he has a couple game playthroughs. It sounds like he's planning on doing more of these, so I'm going to keep an eye on it, because maybe he'll play some games we haven't seen much, or maybe he's really good at it and control of the levels. That's true. I don't think these give these maybe games, give CD pointers. I don't know. These games look like they're running pretty fast, though. Don't need a six eight a six three zero nine update. No, these are all stock six eight zero nine. I haven't done any more six three zero nine updates. The bugs fix was just to fix it so it would run on a six three zero nine. There's no speed up to the code because, quite frankly, bugs two is fast enough and as it is, I don't want to increase the speed on that any. All right. Next up, uh, Luciano Scharf has a Portuguese video uh, showing a conversion of an old hot cocoa hardware software project. It was originally used to control like the Robotron arms and stuff. And he's updated it with some Arduino parts and things here. Um, so I basically translated with Google, so I don't know how accurate this is. I don't know if anybody here speaks Portuguese or not. Uh, but what he describes it as a ROM hacker project published in Hot Cocoa magazine between 1984 and 1985 with modern modifications such as the use of Arduino relay modules and code. Originally intended for control of an Armatron mechanical arm, the interface allows the simultaneous use of up to 16 relays and can be used to control up to the limit of the installed relays, toys, appliances, digital panels, and other things. So this is kind of just a description video of uh, the board that he's kind of adapted from the Hot Cocoa article with some more modern parts. And kind of showing his little prototype there. And he's also got some software he does here to kind of test it, which is in English. I thought it was cool taking an old article, a hardware article from you know almost 40 years back and then modernizing it with some modern parts so it becomes a new hardware. I'm not really following. Um, the LEDs are showing uh, the circuits working. Okay. That he would normally put into the machine. 
by yeah, and, and the armature on the left there, that's what the original hot cocoa article was designed to control. So you control the arm and the pincers and everything else from the cocoa. Cool. And now it's using some Arduino parts to kind of modernize that. So cool stuff. I hope I'm, I'm going to keep following this project and see how far he gets with it. Next one. This was a rather interesting one. Uh, this is a YouTuber called Speed Runs for Charity USA. This is not a speed run, just to tell you up front. <clears throat> and he's uh, just put up a graphics demo in basic running on a cocoa. And it's fairly simple. It's just drawing, you know, lines and boxes and things like that. And uh, he shows a listing and, you know, it's, it's fairly short. But uh, his comments on, on his uh, YouTube comment on the video itself, basically describing it, uh, mentions how much easier and how impressed he was with the Coco's basic for being able to draw graphics compared to the Commodore 64 and some other things he'd used in the past. Because to do some, you know, fancy drawings like circles and lines and that kind of thing is not, you know, straightforward. It's not like, you know, do a circle command or do a line box fill command or something. So he was, he was quite impressed with the basic. And it's, like I said, it's just basically a simple demo. He called it relaxing watching this. Oh. Yeah. That'd be interesting to see if, if he keeps on working with the Copa stuff, like what else he comes up with, what else he thinks about it coming from another platform and not having any experience with the Copa before. So it was nice to get that fresh perspective. Where is he getting this gray color? Uh, that's uh, running on a Copa 3 without typing RGB first on an RGB monitor. Ah, uh, okay. So he's getting the, uh, you know, the default composite palette mapped wrong. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll be, we can talk about that during Commodore talk. And David Bugoff. <laughs> <laughs> can you ban him off Facebook? Do you have any control over that? I will try. I'll, I'll, I'll write uh, Mark Zuckerberg about yeah. that. He might be too busy in court soon, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Always has to be the center of attention, that boy. David Ladd, everybody. The comedy yes. stylings. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, Paul Thayer put up, uh, he'd written an article on Programming Basic, uh, which was meant for the new Rainbow uh, magazine that uh, a few of us are working on. Well, a few of us not, meaning me. Um, Ron, do you have an update on that, or, or Mark? Nope. Uh, Mark Overholzer I'm, I'm took learning. that over. But, yeah, I'm working know. on it slowly. Yeah, it's... It's going to take time. It's a big okay. thing. Okay. So anyway, he decided because he wrote the article, I think he said about a year ago, he decided just to publish the article. He... That was Grant this time. That was Grant this time. Oh, Grant, you are, Grant and David are both on probation. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he made a, the PDF version of his article, uh, his part one of the article, because he's planning on being a series on programming basics, so... Okay. No, it's going to try to save the stupid thing. Uh, Hold down the ship key. Oh, there we go. There, finally. Breaking so anyway, basic. It's like Breaking Bad. Yes. I, yeah, actually, he designed it to look like that in the, the the logo there, which is pretty cool. Yes, if it's making me uh, think of meth. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of right now, Grant and, and I, David are making me think of meth. But go on. Yeah. I think of I think of family tag. Oh, what, what do you think of, Ron? Winnebago's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, th- those were the days when you could just make some meth in your Winnebago. Yeah, I was hoping maybe Paul might sneak on the call here, too, because he can kind of explain what he's, you know, long-range term for the, our, our long-range plan for the article series is. 
yeah, it, goes, no, it, is... it goes into basic, but it's fairly it's it's a bit more on the complicated side. It's not like the you know starting basic from the beginning. You'd have no idea what you're doing type thing. This is assuming you know basic somewhat, but here's some of the cool things you can do with it, like poking in different blocks of MMU block RAM for your get put buffers, so you can get more than you would normally fit, or you know saving stuff off. So it gets into some fairly advanced techniques. Yeah, the, most of the basic stuff that happens, you know, online and on Facebook it, it is just standard, ba- you know, for Cocoa 1 and 2 basic. So this is good that we have some Cocoa 3 information. Yeah, like in this article down here at the bottom, he mentions like how you can save your H-put, H-get H-put buffers to disk directly, which is not something you normally see covered on all these beginner articles we've seen before. So it's, it, it'll help some people, you know, get a bit more advanced and basic and be able to do things that you wouldn't normally be able to do. So it's a, it's a great series. I'm looking forward to continuing it on, and I'm looking forward to seeing it in, in the new Rainbow. Well, we all know if you're going to have one Coco, you want it to be a Coco 3. So, Yeah, because we... once you get the Gimme X, the semi-graphic stuff all works now, too. So That was directed at me, I believe. <laughs> so all you chemists out well, there, what is three? Subtle like a sl- Yeah, but I made a comment the other day, uh, another week, that if I could only have one, I would go with two. Because of the uh, well, let me tell you why fight. you're wrong, Nick. Uh, <laughs> I believe I'm getting a thumbs up by Eddie. Yes, yes. yes. Well, Come, welcome to my corner, man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hashtag why Nick Marota is wrong. Hey, all you uh, chemists out there, what does the BR and the BA stand for? Bro- bromine. Yeah. Uh, don't uh, know. Barium. Barium. I'm sure. I'm not sure. The other one's bromine. You said bromine or bromide. Okay. I'm not sure. Probably uh, basilic. I mean, I quit, I quit going to high school decades ago to not remember all this crap. So. <laughs> yeah, really? I don't know. I just guessed. <laughs> this isn't computer science. See, I don't have to choose which cocoa to have. I have all of them. Well, there you go. Well, I've got the two and the three as well. I'm just saying if I have <laughs> No, I have, a, I have a silver cocoa one. Yes. I have a TDP 100. I have several cocoa twos. Coco three and a Dragon sixty four, two Dragon sixty fours. Well, if if, yeah, if you can find them, if you can afford them, you should get both because there's some until the Gimme X comes out. There is some compatibilities with certain specific programs, not a lot, oh, you, but a few. But oh, when the Gimme X comes out, there's no more excuses. Get your Coco three. Except trying to find a Coco three on eBay that's affordable. That's getting well, that's harder true. and harder. You used to be able to find Cocos cheap at like. Um, ham fests and, and swap meets and things like that, because people used to sell them for like five bucks. They had no clue what. what yeah. Yeah, and now they're going for like 150, 200. I've seen. Well, we saw an MC10 that Ron showed earlier for over 200 bucks. Yep. Wow. Well, 300. That's, yeah, that's that. That's for propping up a fancy door. Well, you'll be able to eventually put a new Coco Three board in your Coco Two or a new Coco Two board, but um, when uh, Zipster comes out with his Coco Three. Plus, then uh, yeah. you'll be able to get it that way. And he's working on the Coco 2 Plus also. Yeah. In fact, the Coco 2 Plus, I'm imagining, will come up first. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. He's, I think he's doing that as a proof of concept and to learn uh, about the architecture and, and figure everything out so that the Coco 3 Plus will be a little easier to do. Okay. Yeah. So what do we got here? Up next is Richard Kelly released an update to his Binary Adventure game, which is a you know, down, a download you can do to play it. It's a text adventure game he wrote. Um, this version is smaller, faster, got rewritten a bit. Um, your mission is to destroy the enemy's cabin, as he describes on the top. I haven't actually played it yet. Didn't have get a chance to. It's been a pretty busy week. 
Um, but I didn't notice it was there. So have any of you guys tried it out yet? Yeah. Nick, did you? Because I know you were commenting on it. Nick Marota, I should mention. No, I haven't. I just, I just made a smart-ass comment, but it doesn't mean actually. You? Smart-ass comment? I wouldn't have imagined. I saw an opportunity and I took it. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, next step. Um, this is a person I've not seen before. He's from Australia. I even asked Nick if he'd known about him back in the day, and he did not. Another oh. one? I thought, yes. they, I thought all the Australians knew each other. Apparently not. All right. Do we have our quota yet? Yeah, he got a couple of things wrong in his uh, speech there, but no biggie. Well, he's kind of going from memory, I think, too, and he hasn't you know, been active with it in, in decades, and now he's kind of getting back into it. Actually, but his name is Mark Snell, and his, um, his older brother bought the Cocoa first, and his older brother also got a career in computers. And then I think Mark said he was eight when the Cocoa won, when his brother bought the Cocoa One home, 4K type thing. And uh, so he released this, and I guess his, he's part of the uh, Tech Doctor Network YouTube channel, which has a lot of technical hardware type stuff. And this video explains how he got into computers, which was with the Cocoa One. And he also mentioned that he had gotten some articles published in the Australian Cocoa magazine, which, from what I can tell, is not the same as the Australian Rainbow magazine. Nick, can you verify that? No, it was a locally, locally produced one. Uh, okay. The, the, the um, other one was basically copies of the American articles, whereas the Australian Coco magazine was meant to be its own unique magazine. And was it a fairly sizable one? Like, I haven't actually seen any of them. Uh, not as big as the Rainbow used to be, of course, back in the day, but it was, it was a pretty good, good uh, magazine, though. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it goes through the history. It goes, you know, we got to, you know, his very first hardware projects was putting an LED power on light that he shows and stuff. Can He's you show us uh, old Cocoa One? It's pretty rough. Yeah, the one that was buried in the bottom. Yeah. Oh, this is Cocoa Three, I guess. Yeah, but it's his original. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, there yeah, it is. After pulling it out of the shed, which it had been for for years and years. Mm. That doesn't look too bad. It could be. Uh... Yeah. It looks well used. Yeah. So there might lost. be rat scratches on the top. I'm not sure, but. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look up by his uh, his hand on the right side from our viewpoint, you can see that little black spot on the curve before the air vents, and that's the LED power on light he put in when he was like 10 or 11 or something. So it's his first hardware project. Nice. And I believe, uh, I believe this model was so old that uh, the serial number is written in binary, uh, binary code <laughs> underneath. Not really. It's actually a decimal number, but yeah, he had eleven oh one, so that was kind of cute. Yeah, he thought it was. Now I don't know, and I don't know if anybody no, else knows because Tandy was notorious for not telling anybody anything about sales figures. But I believe that the numbering on the PAL version started over in one compared to the NTSC version. I don't think they started in shared numbers or, or did not had unique numbers. I think they started in completely separate. Did so they do know. that with French ones too? I don't know. Nobody at Tandy wants to talk about sales figures, even though you know Radishack technically went bankrupt for a while there. Like I don't know why the big secret. I don't understand it, but that's what they do. Anyway, I'll find one of these uh, magazine covers here. You got sixty-four canner now, right? Is that what he said? Yeah, and he has a broken pin on what is it, the VDG or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was trying to do make a dark mode. <laughs> Reverse video. Right, yeah. Now, you said it's stuck in reverse video. You can't shut right. it off. <laughs> <laughs> and here's YouTube being a pain in the butt. 
Way to go, YouTube. Is everybody having problems today? YouTube. I don't think I'm having problems. Just exciting to see more and more people getting in the Malvern Coco again. Like it's so they, they know that you're showing, you know, 12,000 people. Yeah, I don't know if you can see that little thumbnail, but you can see Coco Games issue at the bottom there. That's a cover of one of the magazines. Oh, there it is, yeah. Coco Games issue. I can't get the stupid thing to play, which is going to cause havoc if that's a problem with YouTube with the rest of my stories here. But All right. Um, well, go there if you click on the picture there, the little one. No, that's what I've been trying to do, yeah. and it just sits there and spins. So did they have Crocodile Dundee, the video game? Nick, you can answer that. I don't know. Uh, no, <laughs> not that I'm aware of. <laughs> or throw another shrimp, a on, joystick. The, this throw is another a joystick. shrimp on the Barbie game. Yeah, they might have the Bee Gees game. I'm not sure. <laughs> is that your Try hitting project? the play button again. Crikey. I'm sure Nick doesn't get oh, sick there. of Australia Perfect. jokes so at all. Thanks for suggesting that. Where did that come from? Some live tech support from... Nick Morantes. We try to turn it off and on again. Like yes. $10 yeah, there's this uh, science talent search honorable mention we'll he got when he was a kid, and he actually built something using cocoa. Fact, the funny story there was he had, he had his sister had to go set up because he couldn't make it to the show, the science fair. So he had to label everything A, B, C, D on the back to tell his sister where to plug things in to set it up because she was completely non-technical. And she and he won. Well, he placed. He, he didn't win the whole thing. Uh, he said he won 10 bucks or something. So there's there's a sample of the Coco uh, magazine, Australian Coco magazine. Now, uh, Nick, what what size was this magazine page wise at its peak? Like, a, was it more like a hot cocoa style size? Or yeah, it was a more like a hot cocoa. Yeah, okay. about that same thickness. Okay, and was it full color inside? Or was it just black and white? Or uh, black and white. Okay, gray scale. Yeah. Anyway, it's a pretty interesting history of how he got it, got into computers in the first place from the Coco, and now he's actually kind of coming back. And I know Nick and a few others have been Nick Rota and a few others have yeah. been, uh, you know, it's sending messages back and forth about what's available these days. And he's got a Coco three as well. He said he's going to dig out as well too. So keep looking forward for some videos from him. And that's it for quote unquote real news. Uh, if anything happened this morning, I have no idea because I've been busy. So the next batch here is Petsass Jim One on YouTube has got his normal plethora of uh, dragon games. Uh, I'm trying to pick ones that are a little bit more unique or ones that we've not seen in, in North America before. So first one up is called Oil Recovery. It's a basic game, strategy game. Hmm. Recycle game. Oil Recovery. Man, well, Stop stabbing your stab. phone to death. Charge your device with ease. Yeah. Pretty intense graphics for an oil recovery. Worst thing is, before I left this morning, I actually cleared all the ads up here. I purposely played them long enough to get ads. Of course, YouTube noticed I paused it for too long and threw them back in. Get that brave browser. So it's got a grid that you go and you do the mine, uh, you know, digging for oil type thing. So it kind of reminds me of like a text version of wildcatting a little bit. And I don't know if the dragon got wildcatting. It's handy. I'd assume they probably did. Yeah, I'll play the whole video, but... Uh, this one's called Othello, which, of course, we've had numerous versions. And this one is weird because it actually has instructions where it displays this little title screen in graphics, and then it immediately comes out, and then on the second version that he tries running, it tells you to type run again to get it to run, so I'm not sure why they did that. Let's see if you're paying attention. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just your basic Othello game in, in low-risk graphics, so... All right. Othello for the dragon. 
Aussie, which I, you know, until I noticed the spelling, I thought was an, an Australian game, but apparently not, um, is a basic game, but it's a fishing game where you have to dive your bird down to get fish out of the water, but you also have to protect your nest on the top of the tree at the edge of the water because there's things coming up the tree to try to steal your eggs or whatever it is. So it's actually a fairly interesting gameplay. Now, it's basic, so it's, you know, don't expect miracles, but it was rather unique. I've never seen a, a game that you know, kind of did this type of thing. All right. Dropping fish. Putting ads. All right. The instructions at different points, depending. There's, there's different levels of fish. Keyboard or joystick. Can we get, uh, can we move a little? Okay, there we go. All right. So cool. you have the bird that's flying around the top, the orange bird, and then you've got those three rows of fish at the bottom. Your nest is that purple tree with the nest on the top. And it took him, the guy who was playing the uh, Pets Ass Jim here, a while to figure out what exactly he had to do. So you'll see him flying around aimlessly. And you have to hit a certain key, I think, when you get to the water to dive in. So you, you float above the water. But you'll see things, you know, crawling up the tree and, and trying to get at the nest. So you have to, you know, double back and, and go knock them down. And like here, you can see that little guy's crawling up to go steal eggs. Oh. So you can just, you know, throw them off. You're pre- protecting your eggs. Yeah. And feeding. Feeding them as well, or your your young or whatever it is. So should have called it Shark Tank. Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe those are piranhas, I don't know. Next up I expect Sharknado for the color. Okay. I don't mind the, the colors. Yeah, I mean considering the colors said he chose it, you actually didn't do too bad with them. The in, you know, interlacing on the bottom there or uh, cross crosshatch, I should say. Um, actually does give kind of a nice bluish color, so it kind of fits. And not bad speed for a basic game. Oh, no, not at all. Really and there cool. was a bunch of these. There's a, The company Applied Systems Knowledge did a ton of arc, arcade-style or educational games with some arcade elements to them, I should say. Um, so they did a whole series of them. There's Number Puzzler, Number Gulper, Number Chaser, blah, blah, blah. Each of those has many sub-games. And if I display them, I'll be like about 30 videos to show. So I'm just going to just throw a couple in here just as examples. Actually, they did pretty good putting that logo on there. <laughs> yep. Here comes an ad, I bet. Oh, maybe not. Okay, is this the 7-Eleven game? It has a self-test? <laughs> yeah. Self-test, in this case, is not self-testing the game code. It's a self-test as in you're just testing your own math skills. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. I was going, what? He's going to analyze a ROM or something? What? So, yeah, basically, it's just it, they're educational games. <clears throat> Some of the other ones are a little bit more interesting, though. Uh, I can't remember if this is one of them or not. Let me see. So this one's Number Puzzler. And so, so as a self-test, but now you get different speeds you have to do in the game itself. And you can pick which you know type of math you're doing. And they put in nice big fonts. So you can read it if you're half-blind. So I imagine I, we had a couple companies in the States that also did these whole series. Like they were basically educational game companies. Uh, there was the learning company uh, that did a lot of the Sesame Street related ones and a few others too. 
Reader uh, Sugar Software was another one. Yeah, and then Mech out of Minnesota, the original Oregon Trail. Yeah. yeah, there was quite a few. Sun Sunburst or Sun something or other had quite a few too, cross-platform. So this was one more unique to the Dragon. So the judge was interesting to see what their educational system was, was generating. And this one here is a little bit different. This is one that has some arcade-style elements to it. So you get to pick which vehicle you want to play, and there's different you know, gameplay mechanics a little bit between them. It's not just replacing a shape. I just have one in here just to demonstrate here. So I think I chose the Jalopy one here in this case. And then keyboard or joystick. So in this case here, I think you have to take the, the multiplication on the very top and then you have to move into the lanes between the numbers on the top of the lane. So your answer has to be within that range type thing. So then you move back and forth and you drive through and you can hit cars if you get it wrong. And I don't know how that warp forward thing works, but I thought it was a rather interesting way of doing it. An educational game rather than just punching in raw numbers like the previous demos were. Looks good. Yeah. Uh, next up, Night Flight is a airplane simulation uh, done in BASIC. But I like the way he drew the... Uh... Oh, Bucker off the ads already. You want to be an IT pro, so you must have remote monitoring. And... I like the way he did the whole drawing, the title, because that was actually a discussion on Facebook about what games did that first. And here's a game from 83 done in BASIC that was doing it, you know, kind of handwriting it out. Now, because it's, it's supposed to be a flight simulator in basic, I don't expect miracles on the actual gameplay. <laughs> All right. Instructions, how much fuel you want. Um, I'm being told Jim Gary has already ported this while you've been talking to the MC. I don't even know if you're serious or not. <laughs> no. That could very well be true for all I know. Like I said, don't expect miracles. The gameplay itself is not the greatest thing, but I just like the whole handwriting to take the time in basic to draw all that out. It takes more patience than I would have. Next one up is Pit Fiend, and I think we showed a brief clip of this a long, long time ago. And Pocket Money Software was kind of the Novasoft of the UK, uh, where the games were a lot cheaper than normal. bit of a musical interlude to start. Little ragtime, Scott Joplin. Yeah. And it randomly generates the maze, and then it throws you in it, and away you go. Oh, yeah. I think we've talked about this game before. Yeah. So you collect pieces, and you, you go up and down levels and stuff here. So it's actually a fairly... It's a, it's a maze game, basically, but it's a pretty intense, intense one and fairly large, too, so... Fair bit of replayability. It uh, randomizes the maze from what I can tell at the beginning there somewhat, so it's not the same game every time. And I so do the replayability is good on that too. So color set is pretty pretty good here. Looks like yeah. Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> so an interesting little game. Um, I, I think we could probably improve the palette a little bit with the Coco BJ or the Coco Three, like Nick and I did with some. And then uh, was it Brendan and Paired that did the other one, the Coco BJ version, I think. Well, yeah, you could you could use black instead of green. Yes. 
And, and kill the border, too. Yep. Oh, scary monster. <laughs> uh, next up is Photo Finish. This is a basic horse riding game with some memo routines just for a little bit of music at the beginning and then to do some scrolling. Um, we showed a, a horse racing game or horse betting game, I think it was, earlier, which is basically just you know, low-res graphics. This actually uses high-res, uh, so it looks a little bit more impressive. And do we assume all of this is on the Dragon Archive? worldofdragon.org? I think most of it is. I'm not sure if everything is. I, there's one or two that I tried to find before that actually weren't. So i got to find out where Jim's getting all these images from. There's your, 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 your prices for betting on the horses, etc. And then you get to the actual race up here. Yeah. Animation could have been a bit smoother for the horses running, I think. So it's kind of choppiness, but that the overall looks actually pretty good. Graphic, though. Yeah. Most of the ones I've seen have been like you know semi-graphics four, so it's just like a couple of block blocks of a color or something represents owners, but this actually looks pretty decent. If it ran at a smoother clip, you know, animating the horses like that right there, Ooh. then it actually looks pretty decent as an animation. Next up is Pedro. That's the uh, title screen. Mm-hmm. Great graphic. Oh, this is... Uh, that's, the f- this, that's the flower game. This is the yeah. flower game again. Oh, I've played this on the Coco before. Yeah. Yeah, it's been ported to the Coco. This one I had a while ago, too. I'm trying to remember, what was the mission here? You had to grow the flowers or something? Yeah, and some bugs will come and eat them. You had to plant flowers. The walls for the bugs. Yeah. Yeah. I used to play this game. I used to love this game. Oh, yeah, I had this back in the day. I didn't know it was called Pedro. The version I had didn't even have that title screen. That was new. Mine either. So there's dirt in the bottom. Oh, yeah, and the box in the bottom, that's right. And then bricks to build the wall. It's a cool little game, though. Like you said, it's it's a pretty good distraction. And the color palette's actually pretty good. Yep, I mean, green for, you know, grass and ground works in this case, so. And bricks are red. You know, that that works, too. All right. I think... (laughs) You know... Anyway, it keeps on going, gets more difficult, so you can see there. All right. And the last one I have for today is called Pen Gammon. I don't know why they called it that specifically, but it's a backgammon game written mainly in basic. Um, it's not the same as the backgammon we had from Radio Shack. That's where there's a bunch of directions and blah, blah, blah. Let's get rid of the graphic side. Here we go. So this is where you can see it's definitely in basic. But it's a pretty nicely drawn out board. Hmm. I haven't played backgammon in so many years I've actually kind of forgotten how to. Yeah, I don't I don't remember yeah, I no how to do that. Definitely a busy screen. Anyway. Looks nice. That's all, right. all I have for this week. 
Like I said, if there's anything that came on to the news cycle this this morning, I have no idea. So if you guys know anything, please feel free to. Okay. Um, I better mention. We did have a couple late editions. All right. Well, why don't we go to Eddie's been waiting pretty patiently. So why don't we go to Eddie and then and then if you have some uh, additions to that, Mark, we can then go back to you. Eddie, are you out there? Yes, I'm there. Oh yeah, let's let's. Uh, why don't you go ahead and grab the screen and show us whatever you have going on? Well, uh, ba- basically, uh, the only thing uh, I can bring today, but uh, maybe uh, on another day, I will. Uh, I can set up uh, something more. Uh, uh, <coughs> something more uh, relevant. But uh, today, what I what I could show you is basically what a friend does. With uh, the electronics, I can't uh, repair. Mm-hmm. He's also quite a, quite a good uh, repairman, so he also fixes uh, old uh, stereo uh, radio and everything. So, uh, but uh, he's doing these. Uh, I'll, I'll use a, a flashlight because now the sun has uh, set. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll use a light to. Oh, maybe that's too bright. But uh, um. Anyway, I don't oh, you see how we can see it. We don't need the light, I don't think. So yeah. basically, he's uh, reusing uh, to make different kind of, uh, you know, jewelry. So uh, that that's uh, that's one example. And uh, so your friend is is taking some old parts and converting them into jewelry. Exactly. Okay. Um, his name is uh, Benoit Uot, and uh, he's actually quite. Uh, Huh. Quite quite gifted, so you probably recognize some of those parts coming from uh, hard what drive. Is, what is that? What is that? Uh, th- this this comes from a big um, SCSI hard drive, I believe, if my memory is right. So uh, hmm. I thought it was a golf tee. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be a little bit small, but uh, and. Um, Here's one last example I have. So now, are you married, Eddie? Sorry, are you are you married? <laughs> I may say so. Yes. Well, you should have your wife come out with the jewelry on. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, next time. Uh, well, he's also making, uh, you know, um, necklaces. And- necklaces and. Uh, He's gonna try to make some, you know, rings out of this also. So, uh, well, quite a, quite cufflinks. A, Ken, cufflinks. Uh, we have a comment in the chat from Ken Reichert. He said, "If those earrings fall off, you may have a chip on your shoulder." Oh. <laughs> well, it Grown. also. It, it also. Someone uh, is challenging Samuel Gimes there. This the bad joke brought to you by Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. <laughs> It also helps with your uh, memory skills. <laughs> oh, very good. I see what you did there. Yes. <laughs> now, Eddie, did you say that you're also into astronomy also? Oh, yeah. Well, I've got many, uh, uh, how can I say, uh, many uh, interests. And uh, uh, maybe uh, you and I, uh, I'm speaking to Ron, uh, yeah. we can plan something so we can share uh the northern sky here with uh, your uh, southern sky. Okay, cool. Maybe, maybe next time, if you uh, if you agree, I could show you my uh, MSX uh, 
musical computer. Um, it's a Yamaha CX-5M2 uh, MSX computer that was dedicated to uh, music actually. It had many software included in the ROM and uh, it was also designed to work with um, uh, the Yamaha DX7 synthesizer which uh, revolutionized uh, the music in the 80s. So, uh, Boy, if uh, Dave uh, O'Connor was here, he would uh, probably uh, be excited to join with you. Yeah, have you seen David O'Connor's stuff from uh, Australia? Uh, I, heard, I heard, but uh, I heard and I've read a couple of his, uh, I think he, he wrote a couple of articles about music and the Coco, I believe, and mm -hmm. uh, but uh, no, I haven't had the, the chance to uh, talk to him or to uh, see that. Yeah, he so, would be a good one to hook up with. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, thanks, thanks. Actually, as a matter of fact, uh, thanks, Ron, for inviting me today. It was sure. Uh, great. It's my job. That's what I do here, <laughs> right, guys? That's right. Well, it's right. either that. It's either that, or you have lunch with them. <laughs> well, sometimes well, we I would too. love. Uh, yeah. The, the, the winter has finally uh, arrived here in Quebec, and we got lots of snow. So uh, skiing is good. And uh, as a matter of fact, I ha unfortunately, I have to leave all of you because I'm a uh, ski patrol and I'm on duty tonight. So, uh, so thanks for all. Uh, thanks to all of you for uh, get having me on the show and uh, looking forward to be with you uh, probably next week. Right. How, far on, how far from Ontario are you? Sorry? How far from Ontario are you? I'm in Quebec City. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm about uh, four hours from. Uh, I'm in Ottawa. From Ottawa, yeah, I know, I know you're from Ottawa, so yeah, yeah. I'm about right. four, four hours, and uh, I think we chatted already, and I uh, yes, I, I'm in Ottawa maybe once every month. Oh, yeah, okay, that's right. I'm the one. <laughs> yes, you're the one. I remember that conversation now. Okay, I'm getting uh, yeah, so, Awesome. All right. Well, thank thank you all, and have a have a great day. All right. See ya. You too. Thanks for Thanks popping by. For coming. Thank you, Eddie. And oh, uh, Curtis and Mark, are we going to talk about OVCC? Before I'll we... let Mark take it away. I, I, I had seen that. It was a little bit buggy for me and a few other people in the Coco list, so I didn't want to mention it right off the bat as news. But as a preview and the fact that the the, the project's actually moving forward. Yeah, and let's. It sounds do... like Mark, you didn't have some of the issues we did. So no, I I installed uh, the two zero one B of VCC and then copied the OVCC executable over the top, and I was able to uh, uh, load the uh, M, uh, MPI DLL and then load the floppy cartridge and the uh, hard disk one, uh, and actually start booting Nitrous Nine. Well, yeah. Mark, can you explain kind of what what the updates are? And I know everyone's been waiting for a VCC update for a long time. So, what what are they? What can um, we expect when it's completed? So, on the Coco mailing list, one of the biggest complaints about VCC is that the sixty three hundred nine support's not accurate. I guess it's a divide instruction or something. There's a few instructions missing, not just the harder divide, but harder divide oh. and hardware multiplier are two of the ones that we're missing completely. Right. And I think some of the bit bit instructions were missing as well. Hard crashes and it totally trashes out. So um, the guy who did OVCC, uh, Walters and Body, I think. Yeah, that's pronounced. Yeah, he basically patched up uh, the 6309 uh, C module 
and recompiled it. And uh, Curtis was able to at least initially with some butting with the any file, get it to boot and not crash. <laughs> yeah, my- and I actually ran some of my base nine tests where it did crash before it would give you an unimplemented instruction and then just exit and it went right through the test, no problem. So uh, a couple different people, Bill Pierce, I think, and a couple other people were trying it, and they were having problems with the menus. I didn't really notice the problem with menus. I was running on a 32-bit Windows 7 system with 2 gigs of RAM, and so I just installed a fresh copy of uh, BCC 2.0.1b and then just overwrote the executable with uh, Walters, and I started up. I was able to to load up all the stuff and get basically... um, yeah, yeah we were trying to determine if it was an OS-related thing because I'm running 64-bit Windows 7, so I don't know if that had something to do with it. And some other people were running 64-bit Windows 10, and they had issues too. So maybe it's 64 versus 32 he's using. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, because I was doing on a 32-bit Windows 7. So that might be. I'll do some more experimentation, but yeah. So yeah, it, it, yeah at least okay. I got to start up with the, the weird background color, the black and the, the blue and nitrous. Yeah, the palettes are still screwed on the VGG screen. But uh, yeah, the, the biggest news on that is that the 609 core seems to be working. I haven't ran every single instruction to see if you've fixed them all properly, but definitely the hardware divide, hardware multiply is fixed and is running. That is so, a step forward for everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, ease of use beta, that was actually one of the things I was kind of you know trying to figure out myself what I was going to do with Ease of Use Beta 5, because there is some basic 9 optimizations now that will break the old version of VCC and will not run at all. And if you have a packed program, like some of the games and stuff are, they will also crash. So I was trying to think, should I just drop support for VCC until something happens? I may not have to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's encouraging. Um, let's see, other, other late news items that I pulled off of Discord this morning. Um, yeah, I saw so- there is a new Coco and Joey, which we can do after the break. Exactly. And uh, somebody was asking to be added to the Coco uh, map, the Google map it has people around the world. So that came up in Facebook. So we should see that. Look at it sometime. Yeah, I bet you there's right a pretty here. large Australian contingent now. Yeah. <laughs> I posted it in the Zoom chat if you want to link to that, uh, Rob, and uh, bring it up. Uh, the Which one? The Coco and Joey? Uh, no, the Facebook uh, request for uh, the Coco map. Mm. Come on, guys. You all know Australia's not real. It's uh, it's down under. I know that much. It's fake. But it's we're good fake. actors. That's right. <laughs> he's a great actor. Oh, okay. That That is the... Okay. Yeah, I can share that. Cowabunga. Um, they're basically in Pennsylvania, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am having some, some slowdown, maybe because I'm streaming. Uh, do you want to pull that up, Mark? It's not. Oh, now it's now it loaded. Hold on. Here we go. Okay, nobody in Romania yet. Hold on. <laughs> share, share, share. Cancel. Oh, cancel. How do I? Here we go. Share. Oh, I shouldn't. I should not do this. This this broke my whole system last time. So, if someone else wants to share that, I learned the hard way not to share my screen when I'm. I'm not going to mess with it. So, Mark, I can. Do you have the ability to share it there? Does anyone else want to throw up here? the Facebook link? One moment. Yeah, this is a professional operation. In <laughs> that's right. In it's low not, gear. folks. It's in low gear, the what, grainy gear. Where is the new Coco and Joey, by the way, while we're waiting for on the map? 
Uh, you can probably find it at uh, was it Coco and Joey dot uh, Grace Note CA. Oh, okay. My apologies. Normally, I would have this stuff all queued up here, but uh, I has any, anyone noticed uh, the raging fire behind me? Yeah, you should put <laughs> that up before your monitor gets wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty uh, there we go. Oh wow, there's quite a few up in uh, oh, there we go. Europe now. Yeah. Now Barcelona is that Paris Serrat, I would presume. Uh, good question. Yep, it is. Okay, I I think I, we can my see my partner in crime for six zero nine stuff. <laughs> That's right. He he needs to clean up his backyard. That's uh, I can see right down there. All right. Let's see who's in Denmark. Who's <laughs> in Austria? Oh, we'll find out here in a moment. Okay. And this should be Simon. Uh, where is it printing? I, we're being blocked by. Oh, it's oh, on the left. Far, far left. On the, on the left. Yeah, far left. So. Simon Klausk. Jonasson. Yeah, actually, Vienna. There we go. Johan Klaus. All right. Cool. Now Antarctica. I mean Australia. We'll have to get them on the show, huh? We with should subtitles. <laughs> yeah, with subtitles. So this over here is probably going to be uh, uh, Titanium Studios, would be my guess. Uh, yep, Jason Lee. And who's that? Emmett Donnelly. It's Western Australia, Perth. This is a big country, isn't it? Yep. What is it, the size of Texas? We have Martin Crockett. And <laughs> a lot bigger than that, I would guess. Yes. Yeah. Don't have David O'Connor on here. Let's have two other people in Adelaide. Oh, and more of Nick's neighbors? Yeah, I think Nick's way over here, though. On yeah. the right. Yeah, that's right around the corner, right. though. Right. Come up. Just a boomerang oh, throw away. Mark McDonald. McDougal, yep. yep. Oh, sorry, McDougal. Sorry. So I think uh, where are we in here? Porter of Loadrunner and other things. Rise, Anthony Hobart. Yeah, Bob DeVries used to be one of the big OS9 guys in Australia. There's Nick. Almost on hey, the Nick. Air. Nick, you're by the water, huh? <laughs> That's right. Close. Hey. <laughs> and Odery. And up here we have Elder Foot. <laughs> it's kind of cool. You know, bop around and look at various people. Uh, this should be uh, uh, Extractus Productions. Yep, Brian Joyce. And the one up in the middle is that Bryza? Yeah, that should be. I uh, go left. The yeah. the one there that should be Bryza. Yeah, that's Brian Palmer. Bryza. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the bush. That's yep. where they filmed. Oh, he's the in the desert, Mac. really. <laughs> that's yeah. where they filmed the original Mad Max. Oh, is it? Oh yeah. yeah. There's actually two here. Hey, Mark, can you post the link to the map in the chat? Uh, I, uh, I did. Oh, did you already? Uh, I posted a link. Can you, to can you put it in the YouTube chat so everybody can Yeah, I'll put it. I'll put sure. it there. Hold on. Sure, sure. Hold on. Hey, Otherwise, hey. it's just private to us. That doesn't help anybody else. Hey, Nick, yeah. have you ever been to Tasmania? No, no, I haven't. There, are there any devils over there? Uh, the Tasmanian devils, yeah, there's some, yeah. <laughs> what, what exactly are they? It's like a big dog. <laughs> Oh, is it really? Yeah. I think people in the Philippines do. They don't spin like in the cartoon, I don't think. They, they don't make a little tornado when they run? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Only if they have bad gas. <laughs> South America, since it's here. So you, you say you've never been there? Nah, nah, no. I haven't. Yeah, we were trying to track down a software author from Tasmania who actually made a program that Nick and I are both interested in, too, but we can't seem to find them. Oh, There's Diego in Uruguay, and there's somebody in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Well, I wonder, is that cold down there, do you think? In it's summer right now. It's summer down I there got, right now. Yeah, but yeah. I mean in the winter. It's the coldest part of Australia, yeah, because it's right down the south. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Australia right now, like, what have you been sitting at, Nick, 100, 104, 102, something right now? Uh, in Fahrenheit, yeah, we had that yesterday. Hmm. Stinker of a day. Got people in Colombia, too. No, the guy in Puerto Rico, I wonder if he got wiped off when that uh, hurricane came through. Luis Garcia. Somebody in Costa Rica also, Chester Patterson. Ah, and then here's Florida. Yeah, there's some Stevie guy yeah, lives there somewhere. Like, yeah. Yeah. Down here. There's mm-hmm. Vince, West Palm Beach. Oh, Port St. Lucie. Oh. That's not even Steve. <laughs> no, well, I think it's this uh, camera right here. Where's yeah. Paul Shoemaker? He had joined earlier today. I want to acknowledge him. Thanks for joining earlier, Paul. Uh, Disney living uh, up up north somewhere? No, he lives in Texas. Oh, really? Oh. And then we've got John John Laurie just uh, joined the panel as well. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, John. Hey, John. Hey, hey. John. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Right? Um, yeah, anybody who's watching today who's not on the map there, if you want to kind of join up and hit the Facebook group as we put in the link to it in the uh, YouTube chat, should be showing up in the other chats too. And on the recording, uh, please feel free to join so we can kind of see where everybody's located. And then you might find, you know, some fellow Coco people nearby you and, you know, have a mini club meeting over coffee or something. Of course, yeah. if you go into Saskatchewan, it's pretty thin. There's this uh, guy in Saskatoon and somebody to the east of him. And Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in Regina? Good question. Denny Wilson. Oh, okay. You say there's a, in the, uh, in the YouTube uh, chat or? Yeah, there's a link to the Facebook map. Of everybody, Sean Wheeler and Debra Spore in Winter Peg. I am not seeing it here. Oh, uh, did I did I do it right? Oh, yeah, I, I see it in the YouTube chat. It's posted. It's from OG Streetview Stroke. That's right. Who's that guy in Portland? Uh, that's actually me. There's uh, nobody in Portland. Is Glenn Soggy on the map? I don't know if he joined the map or not. Because he's in uh, Oregon too. Uh, no, there's, I'm the only one that's listed in Oregon. Okay. I know that uh, he's not active in the community, but I mean, he, as one of the image producers, we've interviewed him before. So, right. and he retired from Chicago and just moved to Oregon a year or two ago, I think. So, Mr. Inman, are you from California? Mr. Inman, I don't know if I'm on the map or not on the map, or I wouldn't your be. Your old in, address or your new address? Or? My old address, new address. Uh, I don't know. Those are probably what Steve Bjork, Wayne Campbell. Yeah. Mark Blair. Yep. Can somebody post the link uh, in the YouTube chat or something? I did already. It's, it's, um, it's there. I'm looking there. at it in the YouTube chat right now. That should be the last entry. It's right after you said, can someone let me in the meeting? Yes. Uh, the, Facebook, the Facebook link? Yeah. Oh, the YouTube. I posted it everywhere, including Facebook, but yeah, it's it's in YouTube. Uh, I can re- it's, uh, I'll repost it in the Zoom chat, John, in no, case... I- I, I got it. Oh, you got it. Okay. I had to follow the Facebook link to get to the map link. Yes, to the map link. Yep. Am I listed? Am I one of the Jersey people? 
You can be if you're not. I don't. I don't even yeah, know if I, I'm. I put myself in the Facebook group. But. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, this I don't. Is a, this is a Google map, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This is a Google map. Uh, I've so, got my Facebook pretty locked down, so I don't even know yeah, if I I'm have my location. Because I'm right. I had a heck of a time getting on the map, so I don't know who adds them, but I had a heck of a yeah, time Steve, getting that done. Stevie does. Stevie, yeah, I'm not listed because I'm right where that number thirty-six is. That Facebook link he posted says uh, Long Branch. I'm a, I'm Yep. So uh, uh, that's yeah. where I am. All right. Well, uh, respond been... to the Facebook. Uh, yeah, I did. Yep. How do you uh, How do you add yourself to the? You now? you don't. There's a couple Let's, people who are in charge. Message of it. Stevie. Uh, yeah. Post on the thing, and we'll tell Stevie to check the Facebook. Uh, so if you'd like to be on the map, hit me up with your name, city, state, zip code, or your country's equivalent. That's to Stevie. Okay. Do we want to, um, Mark? Can you pull up Joey and Coco while you're? Is that Nick? Um, yeah, I probably can yeah. here. Nick? Me? Yes? Yeah, was, was that you who said send your, the name and all that stuff? Yes, to Steve Strollbridge. Send your... Yeah, post it in the Facebook group. Yes. You can also send any complaints to Steve Strollbridge about the show. Uh, threats. Particularly today, since he's not here to defend him. <laughs> uh, is it Joey and Coco? Yeah. There we go. For some reason, there's been no doorbell today when people are joining, so I apologize for those of you who've had to wait. Um, okay, so that was Coco, Joey and Coco number one. Uh, this is one we're supposed to be looking at today. What are these black things? Now, that I, I hope this is going in a good place. Um Okay. Okay. You have to read it out for the audio podcast listeners. Audio podcast. What are these? Trying to. Okay. Is that uh, get that off the screen there? No, go away. Okay. um, So I get to narrate it, huh? Okay. First frame of the cartoon. So Joey is talking to his Coco. He says, "It's the new Radio Shack computer catalog. Now that you have a colored TV, it's time for some upgrades." Wait a minute. Wait a minute, what? It's not matching what I'm seeing. Uh, He's right. He's He's right. Keep going. All right. Okay, second frame. So Joey's looking in the catalog, says, let's see, extended color base is $99 plus installation. Oh, and it needs a 16K upgrade for just $119 plus installation. And then he says, that's at least $250. And the Coco tells Joey, better aim lower, kid. And so he says, here. $4.95. $4.95. Oh, it's a dust cover. Wait, what are these black black $24.95 things? And then it says, get them. Those are beauties. I'm black assuming beauties. he's talking about game cartridges here. No, no I think he's no, talking no. about black beauties. Black beauties. Joysticks, okay. Memory chips? Black beauties. Joysticks. Joysticks. The, the cheapy analog joysticks. Oh, yeah, the beauty should have given away. Sorry, I'm being retarded. Yeah. Well, he's all, yeah. <laughs> if you look at a picture, he's holding it in his hand, too. He's looking at the catalog. So, oh, oh, I thought it was the joystick he was holding. Oh, never mind. No, he's looking at the catalog. He's, oh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Wishing. You know, it's coming up on Christmas time. Okay, apparently, we're having trouble interpreting this one. <laughs> Bruce, sorry, sorry, Bruce. Yeah, sorry, I, think, I, think, uh, I think we'll have to have Bruce on next time <laughs> to go through that. But uh, He does much better at the dramatic readings. That's, that's I knew right. it was joysticks, but I thought he was holding one. We'll get... Well, so, 
everyone, let's make sense. Let's take a break and come back with some Commodore talk. Today is the world of Commodore in Toronto, and uh, we've got a member of our community who's out there. Um, and so let's take a break and be right back after these messages. All situations depicted in this trailer actually happened. This true story has been anonymized to protect the guilty. Starting in the dead of winter, a group of bored teenagers blew stuff up, learned code cracking, learned phone freaking, hijacked and hacked. No system was safe. No one could catch them, or so they thought. story at the dawn of the internet system hacked and we're back I'm going to change the title here which has been the uh, the entire show I've had Ron Delvo's garage up Um, but that's okay Commodore talk why? I just never changed. We like all things retro. There's nothing wrong with that. That's for retro talk, though, not Coco talk. Yeah. Uh, not you, can, you can mention, though, because Jim is there, and I mean, Jim does Yeah, Jim is there, and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I have a Coco tie-in for that. Um, so if somebody can uh, share the two links that I had refer, uh, referred in the, in the Zoom chat, that would be helpful so I don't break everything. Talk to you later, guys. I got to fly. Bye, Terry. Take care. Hey, Brian. And I think uh, David Ladd might have a Commodore update as well. Um, so uh, maybe, Mark, maybe, Mark, I can deputize you again? She'd probably do a commercial. Well, we just... You want me to do? We can go to another commercial. Well, we just hmm. did a commercial. Um, yeah, can you share those two um, links oh. that I put in the Zoom chat? Uh, T-Bug? Okay. Yeah, T-Bug. And we pull these up there. The second link, well, I, I don't remember which one has Jim Brain's picture, but we can start with Jim Brain. Okay. I'll, Somebody's, I'll, I'll get them both up here and then figure out which one has Jim Brain's picture in it, since he is a friendly guy to the uh, Coco. That's right. While we're waiting, uh, David Ladd, are you out there? First one. All right. Okay, I'm ready to share again here. Okay. All right, go ahead and share. um, Let me find the right window here. That should be that one. Jason's trying to get in on Zoom, too. Uh, Thank you. Got him. (laughs) All right, so today is the World of Commodore 2019, and a friend of the community, Jim Brain and Retro Innovations, is out there. Uh, And I thought we'd just kind of walk through what the... Uh, they don't have much of a website for the actual event. This is more of the user group website. Um, but if you start to pan down there, Mark, we've got 
uh, JP, we've got some, a company, JPPBM, who does uh, Epic's joysticks, snapshot cartridges, uh, and some software. We've got the Pet Users Group, Retro Innovations with Jiffy Dots, Easy Flash, and the 64 NIC network interface card. Um, can you move down yes. lower? Yep, yep. You getting there? Uh, it's not moving. Really? Sorry, I can't see the main window here, so. Oh. Hmm. Sorry, I did scroll down. I have down to double-sided games at the top of my web browser screen. Okay. One moment here. Uh, yeah. Sorry, well, I wasn't prepared to do No, that. that's okay. I can post the, the links in the chat. Oh, there we go. Double-sided games. Uh, right. Vintage is the new old. With they've got dust covers and um, I guess a lot of other stuff. We can go over the other link and see the the sure. agenda. Did that refresh there for you? Yep. How about now? It did refresh. Uh, I just wanted to go down to the agenda. I just saw sure. you scrolling there a bit, so it seems to refresh. Yeah. Schedule. Yep. Uh, we got hacking Gek OS life after Commodore. Bare metal C sixty four emulation on the Raspberry Pi. They've got they've always have always have new games and for the Commodore computers. Uh, introduction to C sixty four OS. I don't know what that is. A video playback with the fifteen forty one Ultimate. Now the fifteen forty one Ultimate is a Coco STC type of device. So I'm guessing that will also do something similar to the way that um, yeah. Yeah, we've had video playback that that comes out of the Coco SDC. Yeah, yeah I think um, I've seen that. I think it's like a. It looks like a little mini fifteen forty one drive with a little little SD card slot in the front. That's the SD. Yeah. That's the SD two IDC. Or oh, IE. Okay. Yeah, there are several SDC options for the Commodores. Yeah, but the fifteen forty one Ultimate emulates the fifteen forty one drive um, cycle exacts. Yeah, and that's a cartridge. The fifteen forty one ultimate, which is at ultimate sixty four dot com, is a, a cartridge that goes in the back and gives you a network uh, wi- network or Wi Fi access and you've got all your Commodore programs on that. Um, it's also built into the Commodore sixty four ultimate sixty four motherboard as well. Yep. Yeah. And it also supports the tur- the uh, the turbo like the Epix fast load. Yes. And nice. other other um, turbo cart. There are there are many turbo options to speed up the disk access on a Commodore. Okay. Well, I just wanted to share that, and hopefully Jim Brain will have some more um, you know updates for us next week. And I thought we'd just we could you could stop sharing if you want, Mark, and uh, we go around okay. the panel and talk about your memories of Commodore back in the day and kind of. Did your friends and family have any Commodore computers? Did you uh, were you jealous of all the games available with the Commodore computers? Did you ever think about switching over? I'm thinking more of the Commodore yes, 64, yes. but also the Amiga. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, yes, and kind of. And I think uh, Mark, you have some. So you actually owned a Commodore back in the day. Um, yeah, I'll start with me. Uh, I was mainly an Apple guy. I mean, I had an Apple IIe, but most of my family had Commodores, and so I wound up getting a Commodore SX64, which is the portable version. Uh, and that's kind of a cool story, too. Um, what My dad was a high school teacher for a while, and one of his students went out after he graduated and went out was working. He bought his own Commodore 64 and set up a bulletin board system, dial-up bulletin board system. 
And so he had bought in the, the SX-64 through Comb, which was a liquidator for $388 plus shipping. And then he wanted to buy the new Commodore 128 when it came out and didn't have enough money. So he had to sell something. So he wanted to sell his SX. It's like, sure, I'll take that. So I bought it for like 350 bucks. And it was in, you know, his first owner's brand new, had the box and everything. Still have the box. And it's got a little scuffed up now. But anyway, so I've had an SX-64 since 1986. So that wasn't, um, that still wasn't that cheap back then. 300. No, no, it wasn't. No. 350 bucks. Oh, no. Yeah. $86. But my family had S, uh, Commodore SX64 and Commodore 64, so I could share software with them. And, and so it, I really was, I was envious of the graphics and sound, man. It was just light years ahead of the Apple. <laughs> it, but it wasn't that bad for an SX64 because you had a 1541 yeah. drive built in uh, yep, and you and had the monitor. The monitor. Mm-hmm. And you could basically just take the key. It's like a Commodore, a compact portable. Yeah. You put the keyboard up, clip it in. Yep. Take it off the desk, set it on the floor when you're not using it. Yeah. Yep. Mine's sitting luggable. in the back room on the floor. <laughs> 29 pounds luggable. It was, it was a great little computer. And yeah, I had the chance at one. I didn't get it at the but show. It was my Baltimore. second computer. You know, I just, you know, my Apple was my main one. It's the one I word processed on, had the printer and all the stuff. The Commodore 64 is for messing around with. So, anyway. Yeah. I, 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 everyone in my community had either an Apple or a, a Macintosh. I did have one friend who had a Commodore 64, and then when the, the when I was over at his house, we would we just play games because it was like the capabilities were so much more than I had with my color computer. But I never really thought about switching, especially after the Coco 3 came out and we had all these different graphics modes. But um, well, that's why you're so touchy about my Coco 2 comment. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's just uh, it just made me made me laugh your your comment. <laughs> I'm not the only one. No, you know I'm what? Not, you know what made me laugh? From Eddie. It's literally in this exact same case. Like like um, like Tandy didn't even bother to change the the keyboards from the Coco Deluxe. The the case is exactly the same. So why you would not want to have a Coco Three capabilities is. Uh, <laughs> Beyond me, but I get I get the I, nostalgia of it. Uh, Semi graphics? No, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a nostalgia factor. Yes. Well, pretty soon, you, you know, you'll have uh, the Gimme X, and you can play uh, uh, audio spectrum analyzer. Oh um, yes. Nick just likes being contrary. That's right. No, I don't. So, any other Commodore um, stories, David Ladd? I know you have a Commodore, and you're always learning from it, and you know, mix and matching with your Coco projects, right? Oh yes, <clears throat> my recent stuff with the Commodore is thanks to um, input from different people. Strangely enough, in the Coco community, that's also dealt with Commodore. I got my C64 finally fixed. Found out the PLA died, and it took the ROM chips with it. So, after replacing the PLA and the ROMs, it works very nicely now. Um, And then I've been doing some optimizations to the the 1541 drives I've got. I've socketed um, the VIAs and the 6502 and the ROMs. Uh, thanks to Jim, I got the Jiffy DOS licenses for my 1541s and Great. C64. And I just got my uh, switches in, thanks to um, Jason, 
Coco Man, uh, telling me to get some decent switches. Hmm. He's the switch man, so why not ask the switch guy? Um, so I'm planning on putting in, in switches so that way I can switch between the original Kernel ROMs and the Jiffy DOS ROMs because there are, well, like even on the Coco SDC DOS, there's a few compatibility issues where you need the original disk basic ROM. Well, same thing with the Commodore. So I'm putting in a switch to flip back and forth. Yeah, and Ken Reichert is saying the only thing his, his friends knew, who had Commodores could do is play pirated games and type load eight dot one, you know, eight eight comma one. Star eight comma one, yeah. Yeah, and there's some truth to that because there were so many games, and that was primarily a game machine, and it didn't have eighty columns. Um, and I always wanted a computer that could get stuff done, um, and certainly. Uh, there's certainly a large crowd out there that likes to program 6502, and there's a million uh, Commodore demos out there that you know really show people mm-hmm. pushing the Commodore to the limits and mm-hmm. amazing things that that little little engine that could can do uh, with the the SID chip and the graphics. You know, really kind of helps boost up that slower processor. Uh, and uh, my buddy had a I have a friend, and we were bumping into each other all the time, so we just kind of a- absolutely became friends. And he was in the Coco, I was in the Coco, and I used to come over to his house, and we would play around on his Coco at his house, and his brother had a Commodore 64, and so we had access to it, and we could play, he had a bunch of games for it, we could play games on it, and uh, uh, we we definitely liked the color computer a lot better, because the disk drive, you know, loaded a lot faster, and it was just, you know, there were a lot of things about the Coco that are better about the Commodore. It's like a 50-50. You know, the Commodore's got its strong points. The Coco has its, its strong points. And uh, But I always was impressed with the Commodore and uh, really liked it. And, uh, you know, even though the Coco is kind of like a first love sort of thing, uh, I I follow, you know, like Yambita and stuff like that in modern times now because uh, the, Co- the Commodore is definitely a really interesting machine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Janbeck well, is good, the- and I, I like. Um, I've been following the Gadget UK guy. He's Chris. He's funny. Mm-hmm. And the 8-bit guy is a Commodore guy at heart. Yep. And yep. I'm following yep. his uh, Commander 16 project too. There are 80-column solutions for the Commodore. The 8-bit guy. Yeah, they're not great one, though. Did a video on them. There's not great. He did a couple of um, the quest for 80 columns on the Commodore 64. He did a video on that. Um, it's not inspiring if you no. if you needed well, eighty columns. Um, well, you know. I have a Commodore one twenty eight that has the eighty columns. Yes, that there. was the one that you could you could actually get something done in eighty columns on. Because they RGB support too. So yeah, and they also intended the one twenty eight to be a CPM machine, which is why it has the eighty columns and the run CPM software on it. And Terry yeah, Steen said uh, he liked having the stri- the sprites. With things like Ghostbusters, but after not having a Y, U, D, or DP register, I walked away. Well, there's um, one of the things I wanted to see um, if anybody's tried yet. I'd like to try at some point. I'd like to uh, use Boise's um, Liberator 09. 
in Jim Brain's uh, 6502 to 6510 prototype board he's got. I'd like to be able to take a um, 6809 or 6309, stick it in the Liberator, then stick it in that adapter, and then stick it in the Commodore 64. And write the ROMs. Yeah, and, and actually try to use a powerful CPU with a um, interesting hardware layout and see what kind of goodies can be done with that. Wow. Yeah. Well, speaking of Jim Brain, he has a, as we know, when Commodore, the only product Commodore released that has the word super in it, the super pet, they had to put a 6809 in to make that super. Uh, yeah, and there is a port of OS 9 for the Super Pet. Yes, you do require a hardware upgrade to add an MMU, and Jim Brain offers that. I was looking for the link for the MMU for that. Um, but then you can run OS 9 on it. Yeah, so it's, it's always interesting being able to merge different hardware types to get something even more unique out of the merger. Well, yeah, that's that's really what I... I don't have any um, other retro knowledge outside of the Coco, so I've been, you know, interested in looking at the Commodore computers and the Amiga for getting getting ideas for things, uh, you know, that I can do with the Coco, but I really can't wait to get back on the Coco when I've been on the Amiga for a little while. Um, it's not an ease-of-use computer. Um the Super Pet only works, by the way, when you put it in a phone booth. Yeah, here it is. I will post the Super Pet OS 9 MMU in the chat. What were you saying? Uh, sorry, about, sorry, Al? I said the Super Pet only works when you put it in a phone booth. What? <laughs> change clothes. Oh, I see what you did. <laughs> yes, I see what you did there. That's, yeah, that's true. You know, but I have physical Commodores and physical Amigas, but I bought um, from Cloanto. Amiga Forever, mm-hmm. C64 Forever. Yes, you can buy uh, legal ROMs from, you know, they come, well, the, the software Amiga Forever uh, includes a free uh, free stuff that, you know, you can get the Amiga uh, and the Commodore emulators for free, but if you do want to pay for Amiga Forever, you actually get licensed ROMs. So. Yeah, well, you get more, you get a larger um, uh a number of machines. You get all the machines and all the OSs. The free version, I think, only gives you like a Commodore 1000 capability and, and Kickstart 1.3. There's a $2 um, ROM set on the Google Play Store so that you can run the Amiga emulators on your phone. Cloanto sells for $2 the ROM set. Okay. Well, I just thought the world of Commodore is happening. Jim Brain is is our friend in the in our link to the Commodore world. Um, it was. Well, I hap- still have. I still have Commodore news, so don't. Oh yeah. Uh, what, what else you have, Al? Well, I I mentioned a few weeks ago that I bought one of the Commodore sixty four minis, mm-hmm. which is basically like a, a like a Raspberry an ARM computer. It's like a Raspberry Pi. Mm-hmm. Inside of a case that looks like a mini Commodore right. 64. Right. I couldn't get it to work with my TV. My TV in my bedroom didn't like my my Chromecast. It didn't like my Raspberry Pi. It didn't like my Mac Mini with an HDMI adapter. 
and it didn't like the Commodore 64 Mini. So I had to do the reverse of what all you guys do. You know, like Jason sells the uh, the cable to hook up an S-Cart uh, adapter to the Coco. I had to buy an HDMI to composite adapter to go the opposite way so that my, I could use the composite jacks on my TV, which of course are compatible and they work, to get the C64 Mini to work on my TV. And um, in fact, after the show today, I have to go track down a powered USB hub because the uh, the composite the HDMI to composite adapter needs a USB port to power it, and then I need a USB port. It only there are only two ports on the mini, so one is for the joystick. So I need a third port because I have a USB memory stick that has software on it, and it has the latest um, firmware. And the cool thing about the latest firmware, uh, the is that it adds a new game called Galencia. Mm-hmm. And Galencia is like a Galaga clone. And it adds that to the C64 Mini built-in. And it's a customized version specifically for the C64 Mini by the author. Well, that um, you brought up games, and um, there's a lot of new games, right? Always coming out for the Commodore 64 and also for the Plus 4, actually, as well. So, you know, hopefully um, we're starting to get more games come out for the Coco and, uh, and um, you know... Yeah, maybe- C6, C64 Forever emulates the Plus 4. So you could play those mm-hmm. games on, on your PC with C64 Forever. You can, but now we've got Digger, coming, Digger 3 coming out and we've got Gunstar coming uh, out and uh, uh, we've got the port of Paul Shoemaker's version of Oregon Trail... Uh, I was having trouble thinking of that, so I just kept us uh, dragging it up. Uh, yeah, so we've got a lot of games, original and remakes. And, and of course, a game that does not exist on any other platform, Nightmare Highway. That's right. And uh, Ken Riker pointed out that the Commodore 64 will not run Nightmare Highway. Do not try to run Nightmare Highway at home on your Commodore. No, you'll melt it down. And <laughs> it's just on the cocoa either. And thank you, Tim Franklin. I was, I was, I was, I had noticed that Ron Delvo was stroking his color computer, and I chose to ignore that. <laughs> well, listen, I have to tell my cocoa that it's okay. You're hearing about the <laughs> Commodore stuff, and it's not going to hurt you, baby. It's not going to hurt okay. you. Okay. You know okay. what? Get a room, Ron. We were the, Get a room, Ron. The cocoa was the underdog back in the day, so I don't think we really have any. Leverage in uh, mocking any other uh, systems. Hey, as I oh, said, I never considered the Coco an underdog. As I said in in the VCF West, my posters of VCF West said, "Take the Coco multitasking challenge. Don't try this on a six five zero two. So we have a lot to be proud exactly. of. Well, uh, one of those items in the last news item about the Commodore Festival was Gek OS, mm-hmm. and Gek OS is an attempt. Not a, not a successful attempt to bring a multitasking Unix-like operating system to the 6502 and the Commodore 64. Yeah, well, that that's good because I was wondering what that was, and uh, good you know good luck with that Commodore community. Yeah, it's not anywhere near as finished as Nitrous Nine or Ease of Use. Yep. The closest they come is um, Geos, but mm-hmm. Geos is only a single tasking. Yeah, Jess is just a GUI, basically. It's not a multitasking. 
Yeah, GeckOS is an experimental operating system uh, for 6502 incompatible processors. I had a GUI on my uh, MC10, but I, I was able to peel it off the back. <laughs> there you go. Little judiciously <laughs> applied comes right off. Mm-hmm. All right, well, why don't we, if, if, if we're done with Commodore Talk, and I, I apologize and I, I offer my sorry to anyone who is upset by our uh, 6502 talk today. Uh, we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. Go to your safe space. Go to your safe space. Don't be a snowflake, um, you you cocoa people. Uh, no, no, you got to say it like Nick Mar- Nick Marota. We're sorry, eh? <laughs> All right, well, why don't we come back and we'll do some close- closing thoughts and we'll I'll pick a commercial here at random. Why don't, uh, let's do... Uh, Coco thoughts one more time in case anyone missed it, and we'll go to a commercial and come back with final thoughts. And now, Coco thoughts by Samuel Gimes. How can one state that one doesn't like Donkey Kong, but then say Donkey King is bad because it's not just like Donkey Kong? Hello, this is Grant Leedy with Coco Talk. Got your Coco 3 yet? From the makers of the Switcheroo. Wallaby Cable, Color Computer 3 Dual RGB Cable. This concludes another episode of Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. For all things Coco Talk, visit us on the web at cocotalk.live. We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live. Coco Talk is rocking the 8 bit world, keeping the Tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop. Cause Coco Talk is rocking the eight bit world. Consider supporting the show with a purchase of merchandise from our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, click the Patreon link at our website at cocotalk.live. Coco Talk is rocking the eight bit world. Keeping the tandy flame alive We may be mocked, but we'll never stop Cause Coco Talk is rocking the eight-bit world Coco Talk would not exist without the community, its cast, crew, and contributors Thanks go to Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grant Leedy, Bruce Moore, Nick Marenkis, Ron Delvo, Rick Adams, Jason Riker, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Tom C., Rob Inman, Mark Bosley, Brian Joyce, Ken Riker, David O'Connor, Brian Weasler, Terry Stegney, Nick Marota, John Strong, and many more, especially to Steve Bjork for production suggestions and James Diffendaffer for making my head explode. Please 
please help support the Cocoa community by visiting some of its various contributors. A list of resources is available at imacoconut.com. That's I-M-A-C-O-C-O-N-U-T dot com. The Cocoa Talk theme song is copyright 2008 by D. Bruce Moore and Greg Sheeler. Mixed, mastered, and produced by D. Bruce Moore. A Coco Talk. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hello. Last Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Last words. Uh, Chet Simpson, last words. It's a great weekend. I've got all kinds of presents for myself, including a CM8 with a door. Yay! Ooh, now you're just door. trying to make us all jealous. Yes, I am. Absolutely. <laughs> It worked. Okay. I don't know. Uh, John Laurie, any door song? Anything? Uh, give me a minute. I have a phone call I have to take. Okay. John will be back in a second here. That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll wait for you. And Jason Riker, who, who was at home and is now back in the car. Where are we going, Jason? We're going to, we're going to go see some minor league hockey. That's exactly what I had is thought that, of doing today. And, and, a real sport. That's good. And that's, is that I think Sarah that's why I get a She's over there, yeah. And, uh, is that the Penguins? Hi, Sarah. Uh, actually, we're, we're, going, we're going to see a minor league team. Uh, she oh. can't hear you, but uh, there's a minor league team uh, that's, an, that's like the, the uh, two, two tiers down from the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, the East Coast, or the ECHL, the you know, Wheeling Nailers. Oh, and right. I, West I, Virginia. And I, right, yeah, which is just on the other side of the river there and down a bit. But uh, I'd also like to say that no 6502s were harmed in the filming of this episode. I certainly oh, no. hope that. they were nicely petted and polished and, and worked with. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Creepy David Lamb. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ken, uh, Ken wants to know who the nailers are playing. Uh, they are playing the Kalamazoo Wings. Mmm, wings. I love Kalamazoo and, wings. And uh, yeah, if you get the special Kalamazoo sauce on them, and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, funny enough, the, the the Pittsburgh Penguins are playing the Detroit Red Wings tonight in Detroit, also. And welcome to Hockey Talk. Uh, so we're already getting complaints about uh, our hockey. You're so close to being Canadian, Jason. <laughs> You're so close. Hey, he lives in Toronto, after all. Yeah, I know. That's funny. Oh. All right. Well, uh, there, there goes there goes the there goes the red and blue lights for real this time. Oh, really? I don't have okay. I don't Oops. have a soundboard. Woo, 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 woo. Are you getting pulled Thanks. over? Thanks. Uh, no, the uh, the uh, the uh, police just w- looks like they're off somewhere in a hurry. But uh, actually, have the red and blue behind me for for real for once, which is kind of funny. Ooh. All right. Scary. Any other last words about the uh, your weekend color computer? Uh... I can I see uh, Jason is still on the road to my house to hand deliver my Joey controller. That's right. <laughs> it's good to see. You're gonna love it. It's awesome. You guys are gonna love this uh, <laughs> little scene here with uh, music playing. Comes on that DVD. You're gonna order. 
All right, well, we're going to order. Yep. That's a real... Ron is using subliminal... It's a real fire going on there. You should feel my arm. It's all hot. We need him to adapt that program to a Cocoa Talk-specific version that shows a dumpster fire. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So who's the author? Somebody asked earlier. Roger Taylor. Oh, it's Roger Taylor did this. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. He's quite the guy. We can see Ron's tape player. He still has a tape player. Mm -hmm. And floppy drives. Oh, yes. I think, uh, John, Laurie, you got you got something playing in the background? Yeah. Not me. Oh. Me. That's uh, from the software program. Oh, okay. <laughs> it plays 18 songs. <laughs> okay. All right, All well. At the same time. All no, right, well, I want to. <laughs> no. I want to thank. Well, it sounds like on this end. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all of you. And, Merry and Christmas. it does not require a game. all a good night. All right, well, I want to thank Nick Morentes, Paul Shoemaker, Brian the Music Man, Shoebring, Ron Delvo, and his famous garage, Jason Reichard, Al Hartman from Jersey, Mark Overholzer, 6502 expert Mark Overholzer, John Laurie from Apple, Chat, Chet Simpson, Digger, creator of Digger, Nick Morota, Nick Morota, Nick Morota, David Ladd, and Ooh. in the... La- yes, David. Very. David always brings the enthusiasm. Any la- any parting words, David? Oh yes, everyone, hug each other and let's make this a great Tandy Radio Shack Color Computer Community. Okay. And let's let everybody else rejoice in our fellowship all righty and, and then, just scared off pain. half the potential new members to the color computer community with that all way. right i can hear people turning off their radios as they say and i want to thank dave and sharon very terry steen uh we've got ken can make it oh the author of nightmare highway al hartman jay Rimmy, james jones uh al hartman al hartman mark o al hartman ken reichert Nimble, thank you for watching. Richard Lorbieski from BoysOnTech.com. Tim Franklin. Uh, ben Drakes was here. Hey, Ben. Uh, Nimble, J. Remy, Mark O, Mark B. Uh, I think Grant Leedy was out there somewhere. And uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, hey, we one have, little minor update just to throw in. I have, just got uh, an var- update from Discord. Yes, go ahead. Um, apparently Google has started to fix the problem that's causing Discord not to work. And they said, we've started opening the floodgates and are letting users back in. Recovery is proceeding as planned. We'll continue to ramp up traffic levels and monitor. So they're gradually bringing people online. I just tried to get it. It didn't let me on. But this was only posted literally five minutes ago. So hopefully Discord will be back up later this afternoon. Okay, we've got break- now. breaking news on Discord. Where were you? I also want when Discord went down. Now, Rob, I have an agreement with Nick Morota. You have to say his name at least as many times as you've said mine. I said, oh, I, I. <laughs> it's in my I, contract. Yeah, it is in your contract. I also want to thank <laughs> Varmland. It says hi from Sweden. Thank you, Varmland. Um, and we had Fred Dufas, of course. In chat today. Jerry Young. We had some late uh, late visitors as well. So hopefully, I didn't forget everyone. Uh, watch out for the the uh, the furniture out there on the highway. Stay safe, 
And oh, I have one other announcement too. I just remember Curtis. Oh my goodness, <laughs> we're trying to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't get the news up properly like, earlier today because of everything going on. Uh, the Amigos, uh, they have a monthly club meeting for their local West Virginia, and it's a general retro computer club for all, all machines. But uh, they're having the meeting tonight. It'll be live streamed on Twitch on their page. Mm-hmm. And the Coco will be making an appearance for some of the gameplay. Just, you know, what randomly time? pick. Local time. I think it's about 6 or 7 Eastern, I think. Unfortunately, I can't look it up on Discord because I can't get Discord. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But that yes. will be on this evening. It usually lasts a few hours. They mix and match. Like last time, I think they did a Coco. They did some Atari 1200XL. They did a bunch of nice. Our the next Coco 3 is coming down for sure, though, so there will be some Coco content on there. Okay, join Amigos Retro's nice. Gaming tonight, and uh, stay tuned for for Disco's Discord to get fixed. Ken Reichert is calling you El Columbo Boyle, since you always, <laughs> you always have one more thing. It's more of a Steve Jobs nice. move, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but there is one more thing. One more thing. All right. So are, are we ready to hit the button and put out this dumpster fire? Oh, yes. Yes, please. All of us. It's just one more thing. It's Coco Talk with a smaller bezel. <laughs> oh, yes. All righty. We are. We're out of here, everybody. Frank.